This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Super J Cast. I'm Joel Abraham, joined by David McDonald. Damon, I'm going to start off right away with a listener question. Lissandro asks, how's life? How is life, Damon? All right, right. I guess uh, I would say fair to partly cloudy. I think uh, good days and bad days. Some, some of them by my own doing and some of them not necessarily, just uh, the magic of the brain. But um, I think all right. I think uh, fair partly cloudy is a good description. How about you, Joe? How are you doing? I'm doing well. I've just had a delicious Spanish meal. My uh, neighbor, Marissa, she's from Spain, so she came over. Mm-hmm. Her Mali cooked up some delicious fidua, which is like paella, but with noodles in- instead of rice, and a tortilla, Spanish omelette. And we watched The Running Man, which is one of my favorite films in the world. Have you seen it? Um, that's, that's Schwarzenegger, and that's um, is Jesse Ventura in that one as well? Correct, yeah. All right. Um, I just know of them. I, I probably have. It's probably been on in my life somewhere on some TV. No, I haven't. Again, Joel, I'm terrible. I, I feel like there's such a disconnect with me and you when it comes to the movies. I wish I could get more of the movies and we could talk more about them, but I stink. I just don't. I just can't get into sitting for two hours. I can't. I feel like The Running Man is a film that has a lot of crossover appeal for pro wrestling fans just because of the premise of it. The fact that it's got Jesse Ventura in it and just things like the gimmicks and the costumes and the fighting and just the whole story of the film, I think, is something that appeals to a lot of wrestling fans. So maybe, I know you're not a huge fan of films, but it's an easy watch. It's like an hour and a half and a lot of fun. So I would definitely recommend, listeners as well, if you haven't seen The Running Man, check it out because it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think of like, is that your favorite Schwarzenegger? Um, it's up there. I also really love Total Recall. I'm a big fan of the films of Paul Verhoeven, like Robocop, Starship Troopers, and yeah, Total Recall is definitely up there. Re- Total Recall, I, w- I used to work in a movie theater when I was younger, much younger, and that, I remember that movie coming out and being the summer blockbuster when I worked at the movie theater, and I fucking hated it because it was packed, er- I mean, from all day long on the weekend. It was just madness packed. Um yeah, so that's the one thing. And, of course, the girl with the three boobs. It's great. I was just going to say that. I knew that was going to come up a matter of seconds before the woman with three boobs came up. Yeah, that, that, was, that was great. I just remember the, I remember the one time, because I, I, uh, at one point during that whole summer, I was an usher at the theater. So you would walk the aisle, make sure nobody's, like, you know, fucking in the aisle or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, and... Uh, I just I always remember trying to get into the theater at that time when I knew that scene was going to come on so I could see the three boobs. Um and it it popped the crowd every time. Like it was the biggest pop of the of the fucking uh of the evening, the three boobs girl. Everybody loved it. Big th- three three boob Why girl. Are there was, more films with Yeah. <laughs> there should would, be more films with women with three boobs in it. You would think that they would go to that. You would think Star Wars would try to incorporate three boobs. Titanic. Yeah, right. You know, Schindler's List. Yeah, what? You know, three corporate, oh, three boobs. <laughs> Jeez, we're maniacs. 
Woo, okay. Speaking of boobs, David, I've just sent you a tweet, and I would like you to open up your WhatsApp, and we are going to play the Shin Nipple Pro Wrestling Challenge, oh. where... T- tell us what you can see. All right, let's see here. Let's see here. Let's open this up. All righty then. Sticking it sweet time. All right. Uh, oh. 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 <laughs> I just gave you all the ranges of emotions. I went, oh, what is this? Oh, nipples. Oh, guys, nipples. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I did. Uh, yeah, I see a lot of nipples. I see eight uh, chests. Yeah, David, we've got a reputation to upkeep for uh, sexually objectifying the male wrestlers in New Japan. <laughs> Good point. This is the content that people log on for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, well, we're in. Uh, oh, what do I got to do? I get, do I got to identify these motherfuckers? Yep, that's the game. Oh, Lord. <sighs> this is hard, actually. <laughs> and I'm not talking about you know where. Um, is five Tanahashi? I should <laughs> I should have looked up the answers. Oh, what the fuck? I? I don't think I don't think five is Tanahashi. No, no. Uh, no. I'm looking. I'm trying to get like other. Okay, eight looks like Honma. To be honest with you. Um... Five might be Coda. Is five Coda Abushi? I don't know. No, come <laughs> on, gonna, help. I need I don't help. Even know. I need an adult. <laughs> come on. I see. I've got, I thought. I thought the tweet had the answers in it, but oh, it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah, but the, yeah. No, there are... it's just got the names of the eight people, but in no particular order. Oh well. Geez. I'm going to go by one of the the, uh, the replies. Okay. Five... Hopefully, is correct. Six might be like a. Like maybe like a Tenzon, I think. I'm thinking six might be Tenzon. Uh, five might be Sonata, though. Hmm. I'm gonna go. F- All right, here's what I'm gonna do. One, I, and I just got to guess. One, mm, I have no idea. One, two's got very small nipples. I'll tell you what. Okay, so I, I think I've I think I've got the answers here. All right, I'll tell you as you go through. One, you probably won't get this. It was Yuya Uemura. Number yeah, I would never have guessed it. Yeah. Two, I'm going to say, is Nagata. Two is Okada. Two is Okada. Two's, two's little tiny nipples. Uh, three. <laughs> <laughs> little, 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 little pen. Uh, three. Three has an erect nipple right now. I'm just FYI. Um, would that be Ishii? No, this comment I'm looking at says Naito. But I'm not sure it is Naito. Yeah, like, a, uh, I think four looks more like Naito to me. Four, I would go... Fuck, you know what? I'm going to have to go on the Discord. I'm going to yeah, throw out... Throw it out there. <laughs> Someone <laughs> help me with the NJPW nipple challenge. Yeah. Five, I, I, five I'm saying, is, is a bushy. And I only say that because of the trapezius muscle. Like, um, a bushy has that like really defined... Um, like neck and shoulder area, and he's got look at the veins popping out of this motherfucker. So I'm going to say Coda. There. Yeah, is that Coda? Yep. Well, they, again, this is what this comment is saying. Uh, four? Did you did you handway four? You know, I'm going to guess. I'll have a guess at four. Wait, give me one second here. Four. That's Sonata. Yes. Again, this is what comment says. Okay. Now here's how one I know. Six. That. Do you know how I knew if that was Coda or that, that was a Sonata? Look in the upper right hand corner. <laughs> 
Why? You can see the beard. Yes, the beard. It's exactly. You can see his beard. Yep, yeah. that's exactly what I fucking did. That's that's my investigation. Five, Ibushi. Six, hmm, very barrel-chested, barrel-chested. Um, so I'm going to say, no, I'm going to say that's Tanahashi. It is Tanahashi. Yes. All right. Seven. Oh, my God. It's very deformed, actually. Like, I have to, you know what I mean? It just looks weird. It looks like a fucking, looks like a flank steak down the bottom there. Um, hmm. Um, I, I got no guess there for seven. I think that one is Jay White. Oh. Oh. That's not a flattering nipple at all. Um, eight. Mm, I said Honma on home. I always fuck up his name. Honma on eight. No? I think eight is Osprey. Really? Mm. Okay. Yeah, I guess. All right, so I was probably about 50%, right? I got a, you know, I was all right. I got a couple. Yeah, of them. you did. You did very well. There, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I can't I'm wait. proud for, of you, man. I can't wait to do bulges next. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. Someone will do it. Oh, I can't. We'll have it by next week. Yeah, we'll have bulges uh, to uh, look at. Ah, the content, Joel. The content. All right, well, let's. I, I did say earlier in the week that we probably wouldn't have much to talk about. So I did a bit of fishing. Damon, you know, being the serious journalist that we are, mm. and we did get a little nugget finding out a bit of information about one Michael Craven. So we, we've got a question here from Lavi Margolin, who says, uh, would like to know as much as we know about the Michael Craven situation, which is tricky for us. <laughs> we had a, a like a 10 minute chat before we went on the air about what we can and can't say. But from our understanding, from reliable sources, and we've spoken to several sources about this, yes. he has been demoted, still with the company, still in management, but not in his former position, which was, Damon, to our understanding, what? What, what was Michael was Craven doing? <laughs> That's the old joke, right? What was his position? 69. Um, now, he was the... Uh, I, I, how it was explained to us was, you know, GM, right? The The, the, the two letters that were... Um, used in the conversation was GM. So I guess it would be the, the you know, our equivalent of GM. And uh, it was our understanding that um, decisions were filtered through him to the higher brass, uh, which would be Harold and, and the other management teams. So um, I, I know a lot of the questions that we did get, just from what you passed along to me, um and rightfully so would be okay so what you know what role did 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 craven have roles in the u.s shows and the the royal quest shows and g1 and and the answer to that is yes only because it's our understanding that everything kind of filtered through him right michael craven so um, while he might not have had hands-on in every single aspect, whether it be the Australian tour or merchandise or social media or any of the shows you know, or, or broadcasting, uh, who gets what and where, he 
you know, was was the you know kind of like where things went through, um, and decisions were were brought to the table in front of him. So um, you can understand that that's a significant role and an important role, and you know that's uh, I guess it would be uh, you know an equivalent of like you know somebody reporting to Vince for the U.S. So um, yeah, I think it's I think it was when we learned about it. It was almost like a, like I, like we were kind of trying to verify other information. You were in bed, actually. Let's be honest here. Joel was asleep, and I went to the bar because <laughs> there's a local bar near me that has delicious burgers during lunchtime. And I was just verifying. I don't even know what it was. What were we verifying, Joel? We were ver- verifying some some kind of nonsense. Um, I was just asking, is there anything going on in New Japan? Because there was fuck all down my head. All I had on my show notes was wrestlers' nipples. Right, right. And then it kind of just went from there. And um, and I was like, what? What are you talking about? And then it, you know, it went from there. Um, so you know, I'm sitting, I'm I'm trying to enjoy my delicious burger and a cold beer. And uh, you know, the text exchange went back and forth. And then I had to get on the fucking Twitter box. And uh, tweeted out. <laughs> I did, and I was did just the like, wrestler body part Twitter guys get you this time? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I felt like, uh, and, and then I was like, oh no, do I have to stay on? Like, do I have to keep this account live and shit? I didn't respond to anybody, barely. Um, and then I talked a little bit because uh, our Discord. I kind of hopped on the Discord and talked a little bit about it there as well. So I'll, I'll say this. If, if anything about the Discord, you, if you hop on the Discord, you know you're going to get stuff early, right? And, and, I, and I feel like I can be a little bit freer in discussing stuff maybe in the, with individuals and kind of having it filtered down that maybe we can't talk about via, the, via Twitter. Um, but, yeah, that's how it all went down. And, um, and so- also, just on the topic, something you mentioned to me. I saw there was a Reddit thread that you sent my direction about uh, some kind of hierarchy of reliability for wrestling news sources. We should be right at the top, shouldn't we, Damon? I would think so. Well, listen, we again, we it's not all the time that we break news. We're not a news-breaking thing, right? Uh, but we, when we do, we get a double, triple verified, and we try to, uh, you know, and and I don't think we've been wrong yet, so, you know. Take that for what it's worth. I'm sure we will be one day, but not yet. <laughs> not yet. Um, so there, yeah. They, they, it, All right. So, I mean, yeah, digging back into this story. So, from what we understand, he's likely to be replaced by a guy who's totally fluent in English, been there since the start of the year. He seems like an ideal candidate to slide into this role. And just the other stuff that we'd heard paints a picture of Michael Craven. There were three, I would say, big names. reportedly doing a jig backstage at the G1. They were so happy that Craven had been demoted. And it just seemed very apparent to us from feedback we got from others that this was a guy who was not well-liked at all. A guy who tended to speak without necessarily knowing all the facts. And we know other things like uh, Lanny Poffo being hired. That was his idea. Uh, Kevin Kelly's podcast getting nixed uh, was to do with him. The Chris Chant commentary situation that was leaked to the Observer. That was apparently him as well. And just the numerous issues with streaming, misinformation, who got what and why. So 
Yeah, well, do you want to maybe shed some more light on that, Damon, and how you think, if at all, his change, his move to a different sector, might affect things? Well, a lot of the the stuff that we've been talking about, you know, is behind the scenes stuff. Um, I mean, we have, you know, I think it changes mood. And look, you know as well as I do that if there are issues that everyone kind of you're at work and you know that there is, you know, people or a person or, you know, whatever that's maybe not necessarily holding things back or maybe holding things back or, you know, you kind of just see it not even going in, in a direction that you think makes sense or just, you know, that feeling that you have at work with that. Now add to that. If you have a feeling of, Oh, and for whatever reason, this, this person is just, we butt heads or, um, you know, he's just insufferable or, you know, you just can't communicate with them or you find them to be grating or whatever the case may be, that can lead to just a terrible work environment, right? And I'm not saying that it was a terrible work environment, but it certainly fucking could be, right? We, we all know that. We all, we've all, I think all of us at one point in our careers could point to a time to be like, oh, yeah, that fucking time and because of that person. Um, and I think there, there was a lot of that that, that was communicated. Um, and, and at the very least, that element would be gone from, from a lot of people's shoulders. That baggage that people have to carry every single day of, oh, this fucking guy is gone, right? At least, you know, for a lot of people. Now, I don't know if it necessarily means that there's going to be a huge change within New Japan Pro Wrestling. Right, you're not going to be like. It, 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 I don't think it's going to be a massive, you know, structural change to the daily operations of uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling from a fan perspective. Right, I don't think we're going to. Insta- uh, um, a lot. Some people have been asking how it's going to affect the relationship with AEW. Again, I wouldn't hold your breath expecting that to change overnight. Right, I wouldn't. Um, now it could, and that really depends upon. Who was the liaison to to make that happen? I mean, again, I am just going to speculate and I am just going to throw things out. But if he was the point person to start those talks and he has a reputation within the people of AEW of not being the best person to work with, him not being in the equation, would that help? I would think it would. Again, I don't know if that's the case, but I think that it would. That would be that would be a positive step in that direction for sure. That just makes sense. Um, if he's not the, a point, yeah, person, but just yeah, good. I mean, from what we've been told, from, from what we're hearing, we're not expecting a lot to change from the user end. So you, right. as the New Japan viewer, unlikely to see much change. A lot of the stuff he was doing was backroom things and yeah we're unlikely to see things being too different yeah and but i but in that in that regard um i think what the person who watches you know, the fan of new japan pro wrestling and the people who watch the product um 
you again, you might not know that was the difference, but but from from the people who have to work with management and the people who have to work with those decisions, it might make those decisions a little bit easier to make. Um, right. So, again, you might not see the difference, but know that the difference behind the scenes and in the in their workings of getting things done might be a little bit quicker or a little bit smoother or a little bit whatever. So, so basically, this is not like we got a new booker, right? And, 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 and it's, you know, Joel Abraham is now running the, running the show. You might see some changes. Some might be better. Some might be catastrophic, right? I don't think it's going to be that. Um, but I will think that behind the scenes, things moving in a business sense um, – will make it easier for the people working within the promotion. Um, so I guess, if, I, you know, I will say this, though. I think if people are are smart and people are – and I know this. what this will do is if there is a small change in where shows are broadcasted or how quickly uh, a show is, is put up. I know people are going to speculate that, oh, this is because of the change and this is that. And the, I'll give you a, a definitely maybe on that. Right. Definitely. Maybe because, you know, I don't know what things were in the way and what thing, you know, I, I don't know that dynamic. And I don't think it, that will ever be communicated with us fully. But I will say this, that it's any time that you feel that that weight of, oh, I got to deal with this guy to get this done. And now that roadblock has been eliminated. I just think that just makes for a better working environment, period. Right. Um, and it makes makes people not be afraid to be creative and think out the, outside the box and do different things and try different things and talk to different people and kind of get that ball rolling. Um, and I think that's where you, the fan will see the changes. I don't again. I don't think it's going to be. Oh, they've they've dropped. Uh, you know their TV partnerships with blah 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 and and that or up. Oh, we're no longer working with Ring of Honor. It's we're now working with AEW. Or, you know, I don't think that's going to be an immediate thing that you'll see. I think things will slowly change in the background. It'll give people a little bit more freedom. It'll make people want to go to work. And then, and then you'll see the end results from there. Two of my favorite tweets we received about this. One from uh, MJ Gel 15 He says, who is this anonymous GM you speak of? And why hasn't he ever made an impromptu tag match? No wonder he got removed. <laughs> And the other one I liked was from uh, Puffin Brain. He said, we'll always have my favorite dumb forgotten moment of last year when the elite complained about him to Meltzer and he identified the wrong Michael Craven and all of their brain genius fans harassed some random dude who also happened to live in Tokyo and then Harold blogged about it. Look, listen, if we're doing the official New Japan podcast, we would not be able to do the shin nipple wrestling nipples challenge at the start of the show. I'll, I'll tell you that for nothing. You sure? You don't, you don't think that, that will get green-lighted? <laughs> no. Imagine us in an office. Harold, Har- nipples, yay or nay? <laughs> We're going live in five minutes, and the- Harold, we need an answer. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, just imagine the show going live, and us talking about the nipples and seeing Harold through the glass, like, doing furious, <laughs> like, <laughs> hand across the neck, like, stop, stop. Right, right. Uh, that would be great. I mean, how many shows do you think? I, we probably wouldn't even get one out, right? They probably wouldn't even release one. <laughs> we would last five minutes, yeah. mate. Yeah. You're, you really are right. It wouldn't have been good for anybody. Well, look. All right, let me ask you this, though. If they said, well, we, I think we did this before, but could, could you, do you think we could 
do a show where we're completely towing the line and and just not not we're we're in a straight line and we're driving a straight line and we're not doing any fucking sharp turns do you think we could do that for two hours we could but it would be shit i think the reason why a lot of people like us is because of the nonsense yeah 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 it would it just i I just it would kind of take the fun out of it for me it would too and me too me too um but if they paid you well, they're not going to pay you that. <laughs> I was, I was. I don't know how much we yeah. expect we're going to get paid as right, a right. fucking podcast? Right. It's a labor of love, and I think I would rather do it for free the way that I want to do it than get paid to do something that I would end up hating. Yeah. And by paid, here's your Tenzon autograph. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh all right. Well, that's that. So um, that's 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 basically what we know. So um, you heard it here first. I'm sure Dave will tell you that he, he's going to write about it, and not mention us. But that's okay. You know, we're used to it. Yeah, get on Reddit, everyone. Brigade that Reddit thread. Get us, get us in the top tier where we belong. Yeah. Uh, oh, one other thing, Damon. Oh, we, okay. I, well, I have to do is apologize to Caristico, oh. former IWGP junior heavyweight champion Caristico, who I knew nothing about. Huge star in Mexico and a guy with a lot of former glory in New Japan. And I, I didn't know any of that. I forgot it. You know, so I, I'm just as guilty. So don't, you know, don't take all the blame. I mean, you hate Lucha, so what oh, do you expect? I know you have me confused with Colin Miller. <laughs> um, oh, oh, so who's mentioning that today? <laughs> the Fantastic Amenia. You trying to convince you trying to convince anyone else that Fantastic Amenia is good is just breathtaking in and of itself. But the fact that Colin hated it more than you did, oh, good God! Let me tell you, he fucking hated it. Um. And I'm not the biggest like I'm not the biggest fan of it. Period. Uh, but I'll watch stuff that people rave about. I'll, you know, again, I, I've said it before. I don't care if it's a you know a bottle of bleach and a and a and a beach chair in a match. If it's great, it's great. Um, but oh yeah, Colin, like because he would always get off of Wrestle Kingdom and he'd be so high on pro wrestling, and then he'd be like, oh, then we got to get into this fucking fantastic mania where nothing means anything, and it's just... He, he really didn't like it at all. Um, but like, he almost to the point where he's like, why don't we just take the month of February off? <laughs> like, I don't think we could do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, he 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 hated it. But there was one year... Here's the thing. Every year, is the last night is pretty good. Like the, like, the last two or three matches were really good, and I think one year was quite excellent. And yeah, I do remember that show where I was like, dude, this is really good. You got to fucking watch it. And Colin's like, okay. And Colin's not going to watch anything that he doesn't like have. I wouldn't say doesn't have to, but like that he, like obviously he's, he would watch the New Japan stuff. But even if I went like, oh, there's a, like if I told him t- today, Elgin and Sakimoto from Big Japan was pretty fucking great. Did you see that, by the way? I didn't. Okay. No. It's but watch it. You will. I know you will. I know I'm not worried about you. But like if I told him to you know, that's that's really good, like I I'd say there's like a two percent chance he would be like, All right, let me go out of my way and watch this. Um like he just wasn't that kind of he just you know, that just wasn't his game. You know, he loved the new Japan stuff. Um and obviously the nineties Shawn Michaels stuff. <laughs> but um he you know, he stayed in his lane. But yeah, he hated Fantastic Mania. Oh, what a passion. 
Let's stick with Lucha then. And oh, we've got a question here from Connell, my buddy Connell, who sent me my amazing ZSJ t-shirt. It says, rumours out there, Kane Velasquez has had an informal meeting with New Japan officials. What are your thoughts on the possibility of Kane making his way to NJPW? So uh, I found this tweet from Mark Raimondi, who says, Kane Velasquez is at New Japan Super J Cup show tonight in San Francisco. Sources said he'll be having an informal meeting with New Japan officials. Velasquez is signed on for two more Lucha Libre Triple uh, A matches. But several other wrestling promotions have interest. So what would be your thoughts on Kane Velasquez potentially joining New Japan? Because i got to say, I'm a big fan of his from his UFC days. And also I was pretty impressed by his first outing at, um, what was the show? Triple Mania, I think. that uh, he Pretty impressive there. All right. So I don't know too much about modern day MMA. I'll be the first to admit. I don't know fucking dick all, right? I I know he beat the shit out of Brock Lesnar when uh, Lesnar was in the middle of his title run. Okay, all right. Um, how and I mean he he adds that air of legitimacy that. All right, all right so I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna ask you the dumbest of questions. So here we go. Everyone can lay the boots to Damon on this one because I don't know much about him. I watch about I I don't watch any MMA. I not that I don't not that I'm like. Not a fan of it. I mean, I'll watch it if it's on, but like, I'll never go out of my way to watch it. I'm just not for me. Okay. Would you say that he has? Would I, like? I know the name, so I so so from a star potential. I, if I know the name, I'm I'm assuming he's a big deal in MMA, correct? He was okay. uh, had a lot of injuries, and I mean, a lot of people thought that he was on his way to becoming one of the greatest heavyweights of all time, but it didn't really turn out that way. Okay. Is he, I mean, he's obviously a heavyweight because he's fighting guys like Brock. Um, is he, Correct. is he, is he that kind of like big monster pound kind of guy, or is he have a little bit more finesse? Like, and again, I'm going to use just names that I recognize that make me maybe make a transition. Um, I'm, I'm thinking Lesnar, Bob Sapp area, or am I thinking Matt Riddle area? He sort of physically is not like a huge muscular roided up guy. He had a kind of average looking physique. Some some would say maybe a little bit soft in the middle, but had tremendous cardio and was a, a incredible wrestling skills, ground and pound kind of guy, I think it's fair to say. Okay. Um do you think he can, and you saw the, the the Triple Mania match. Do you think that he can transition to pro wrestling? Yes. Uh, my only question is, does he have the charisma for it to you know, get on the microphone and cut engaging promos? And it's just way too early to say that. But I guess there there is a lot of upside in him in New Japan, potentially hooking some of the uh, you know Hispanic audience, which I think traditionally is one that New Japan have not it's fair to say cater to as much as they could. I mean, we've had the odds run with, you know, like, like the Karistico Dragon Lee, but I think they well, could Samra. be doing more. You think that's fair to say? Yeah, I, I think so. I, I, let's put it this way. It's, it's an audience that to me right now, aside from, you know, not even, and, and I don't even think they do a great, I mean, they, they, they do again, Fantastica Mania in February. So, I mean, it is a, a couple weeks that are dedicated to that style of pro wrestling. But, yeah, I mean, to have 
again, La Sombra is, is, is a name that goes back that, that you have to go back that far to, to kind of really get a guy that's, that would be connecting with that audience as hard. And even then, I don't even think they could have done all that they did. I mean, Intercontinental Championship, right? Um, hmm. I mean, I can't think of a, of a downside to it aside from can the guy go? Uh, he already comes in with with an air of legitimacy that New Japan has a history of being able to take advantage of. You know, when it comes to legitimate fighters, right, and to get people over in that in that realm, they certainly do have a track record of that. I don't think we're going to fall yeah, back. That's into- what I'd like to see him do, like sort of a kind of Sakuraba Shibata kind of thing. Not necessarily going down the flash, flashy mask luchador style, but sending down the LA Dojo. And then repackage him as a like no nonsense shoot style fighter. I think right. that would be great. Yeah, I think I think that we could use a taste of that. Right now, again, you go back to just recent history with the Gracies. Oof, that was some of that shit was a little hard to take, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> some of the worst matches. Uh, but all right, I'm gonna th- I'm gonna throw some names to you. To me, it's sexy. Um, and the first name that obviously comes to everyone's mind is 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 Suzuki, right? Um, that that would be pretty that would be pretty cool to see. Shibata is another name. Um, if again Shibata is cleared and all that stuff, Kenta would be nice to see. Um, I'm in. I'm in for it. Look, look. He's we we already know and and we can see that he's dipping his toes in 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 the pro wrestling world. Fucking yeah, I mean, what would be the downside? Can you think of any downside there would be? No, no, absolutely worth a punt. Uh, it is seems like a low risk, high reward kind of situation. I I feel the same way. Low risk, high reward. Um, yeah, take and and it really depends on what he is willing to sacrifice. He's a guy that you could bring in, right? Name name value alone in a New Japan ring, and people are going to know who the fuck he is, right? He ha- he has like again. I don't follow MMA worth worth a worth of anything. I know the name, so you think you know smart, intelligent fans at Cork and Hall. You bring him out, the place is going to go a little bit bonkers, right? Yeah, I I would think so. Okay, I say do it. And again, it depends on what he wants to do. I would hope that he would want to uh, learn and study and get a really good foundation. Again, take him, bring him to LA, bring him to, to the dojo and whatever. If he's willing to make that sacrifice, I'm not saying go through the whole program, but but get a really good foundation from a Nagata and a Goto and, a, and you know and Shibata and whatever. Get a good foundation so you can you know you you'll, you'll be able to manage in the ring. I can't see that being a loss in any way, shape, or form. Even even if they invested a, a little bit of training, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and it goes nowhere, okay, all right, whatever. I, I think that's a gamble you take. I, I would do that tomorrow, absolutely. Other piece of news that came out today is uh, New Japan Showdown in San Jose in November 9th in a venue that I think seats 
just under 3,000 people. And Jack asks, are all of these international shows beginning to be slight overkill, given the one just announced? Is it possible it will start to alienate Japanese fans? I hear that a lot, right? I, I do hear that a lot. I, in, in, like, here's the thing. In what way? Like, it's not like they're taking away September or whatever it is that they're running San Jose that was just announced. Like, like it's not like they're taking away. I, I have away seen some criticisms that they are worried that the wrestlers are going to get burnt out, possibly even hurt, fatigued, so that when they do have those big shows in Japan, they won't be able to put on as good a performance as they would have done without all these international dates. But here's the thing. If they're not, if New Japan's not working those dates, it's not like those guys are sitting at home or on the beach. They're taking under in other independent dates. So, and and again, aside from like a Will Osprey, right? Um, it's the, you know, okay, Naito comes over for a Ring of Honor show in Toronto, and that's about it. Um, are we worried about Jeff Cobb? <laughs> right? Um, and again, when Look at look at the Super J. Uh, the roster's big enough to handle this. That's what I'm saying, right? We I mean we had the, during G1, you had guys who had a pretty much a month off. You know, Makabe would work like a you know a random house show tag match. Um, in a house show G1, you know what I mean? Um, you didn't see Taguchi the whole fucking time. Tiger Mask, you never saw. Not like again, these guys are the are the main thing. But you know, no, I'm not I'm not really worried about that. I, I I'm not worried about the burnout. They're, they're pro wrestlers. They they they're, they're going to work these dates anyway, right? Why why not have make, why not have the company make the money? No, I'm not worried. I, I'm not worried about that. And I don't think that there's anything that's taking away. And I say this from a from a North American perspective. And I know that we want to. We had talked a little bit before about. I think it's important that we, not only as a show, but as a, as a community and a fan base. We do understand a little bit more about the Japanese perspective and the Japanese fan perspective. But in my eyes, no, I don't see how this hurts New Japan in any way or the talent or or anything like that. Do you have any further thoughts on the announcement of this San Jose show? Do you think it's it's a show specifically for Dave Meltzer? (laughs) It's in his backyard, isn't it? It's at the Dave Meltzer uh, Coliseum. Uh, Meltzermania. Uh I'm surprised nobody's made a show that, uh, uh, to be truthful. Uh, you could have a whole set. It's called PWG. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Nice one. Nice one. Pew, pew. <laughs> I'm shooting, Dame. <laughs> he sure is. That's going to pop the crowd. Um, that's going to pop the movie theater. <sighs> Did you see that thread? That Meltzer thread? Oh, yeah, about he was trying to gauge the pops of, what was it, Roman Reigns appearing on screen in the Hobbs and Shaw film. Right, and then everyone's arguing about people popping in a movie theater. Oh. And then there was this whole thing about he, one time he went to the UK and just went in a charity shop in Manchester where they were selling a load of Friends memorabilia. Right, right. And then he used that as a, a, a metric to judge that Matt LeBlanc was a megastar in the UK. Oh. Oh my god! Sometimes he is I, my favorite person. Dave he really Meltzer. does. I love him so much. Yeah, I tell you what. You talk about not doubling down. Oh, he he doubles down every time. 
Like he's a guy that just double. He I've never seen him tweet. Yeah, I missed I missed the mark on that one or whatever. He fucking doubles down every time, and I love him. And I swear to God, I, I you know there's nobody that's done more for, um, you know, learning about pro wrestling than 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 Meltzer, in my eyes. But wow, sometimes like tw- like I just. Again, I fall back on, boy, Twitter is just not for you. It's just not for you, man. Just why do you – oh, anyway. Um, San Jose, I'll tell you what. Listen, um, we we haven't seen anything from the Super J Cups yet, right? I'm hearing great reviews. Uh, I, you know, everybody's you know, who was there live has has communicated to us about Osprey and uh, Amazing Red being amazing, a great match, unbelievable match, tore down the house. Um, Long Beach still hasn't sold out. Long Beach, they are still constantly pumping. Tickets still available. Tickets still available. Tickets still available. Um, and I don't, I don't know if the walk up is going to take care of that building. <sighs> Where I mean, all right. Let me let me do my Google Maps here. I'm gonna do was it San Francisco? They're at and then uh, San Francisco. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh to Long Beach. I just want to see how far we got to go here, according to the Google Maps. <laughs> While you're doing that, Damon, I, I was something I was going to mention uh, that, based on our last conversation, an off-air conversation that we'd had is the idea of potentially getting in some of our uh, Japanese fans, our, our Japan-based listeners, to try and shed some light on opinions about certain wrestlers and certain issues um, in Japan. So, th- issues like are there too many Western shows and um, fan reception in Japan for people like Kenta, Jay White, mostly people like that is something that we are going to work towards at some point in one of these slow news weeks. So uh, watch this space. Yes, yes. Um, and, and get a hold of us, you know. Uh, I know that we have Japanese um, listeners. Um, I know that we have people who are expats who live there so please get a hold of us because i think it's an important thing i think there's something we definitely want to do better at and and get that audience involved a little bit more um it's a five six hour drive from san francisco to long beach um as the crow flies as they say (laughs) um traffic i'm sure will stretch that out i guess my, my but the point i'm trying to make is this is that market dead for New Japan, I mean, have 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 they sucked that? Well, they've run it into the ground. Yeah, yeah. I think the idea of people buying tickets just because it's New Japan, that little honeymoon period is gone. I think the market is a little bit more savvy, a bit more wait and see. So, I think they're going to wait and, and again see what kind of matches are announced, what kind of people are coming over before they buy tickets for that. So it's not the freshest place to go. Yeah. I mean, look, the finals is in Long Beach of the, of the J cup and it's not sold out. Um, you see pictures from, uh, Tacoma and, uh, San Francisco. These are not the biggest buildings in the world. Let's, let's be very truthful here. They are, uh, small. They are theaters. 
um, legitimate theaters. So, uh, again, I'm sure it was a packed house. And sometimes those, not even sometimes, a lot of times, those are the best crowds. You know, that small, intimate, packed, you know, your shoulder to shoulder with pure wrestling fans. Great time. Awesome time. Small building. Let's, let's be truthful. Um, and now, uh, you know, the finals having trouble moving those tickets. Um, I just worry about that area. Um, and you're right. That is an area that it seems to me that, um, you know, the fly-ins might not be as prevalent. Um, and that maybe that audience might be a little, uh, little exhausted from all the pro wrestling that is in that area. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how tickets move, but I don't expect it to be flying off the shelves, as they say. Sticking with the topic of Super J Cup, Travis Zick, who was sending us some great photos from the first show, says, not having the Super J Cup on the network fast is a terrible decision, right? Osprey versus Red was so good live. So there's, we, we can't really talk about the Super J Cup, Damon. I don't want to talk about it until it's on New Japan World and I've had a chance to actually watch the matches. I'm trying my best to avoid spoilers and yeah it is disappointing that in this day and age we have to wait so long for it to actually be watchable in my day joel you would get a videotape for five years (laughs) i'm doing my old man rant um yeah thanks uncle damon you got it uh figure i'd bring everybody back to reality i don't know why i'm talking like dice as an old man (laughs) hickory dickory duck um hmm yeah, it's disappointing. I mean, you can't. What are you going to do? I mean, I mean that's, that's my take. What are you going to do? Uh, they just didn't have the infrastructure to be able to make it happen. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. If they needed a satellite dish, they couldn't. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I'm not a technical guy like that. I don't know how it works. But you would hope that they would have been able to do it. They, they didn't. And, and there's no way to, to stay spoiler-free with this. Um, and this is no disrespect to our good friends in Australia, and we have many. Hi, everybody down there in Australia. Um, can we just throw a little bit of disrespect at Kyle? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you could, you could, him, he sucks. Go ahead, yeah. <laughs> um, no, Kyle's the best. Kyle, oh, that guy. Let me tell you something. We talk about us drinking. That guy can drink. He, he is a drinker. Claire can drink even more. Kyle, he can drink. Um, anywho, um, this is the Super J Cup. To me, this has a little bit more gloss and a little bit more shine and a little bit more, ah, shit, we, we really need to see this live as opposed to, I don't want to say random Australian tour, but, you know, random Australian tour. Uh, yeah, it's disappointing. I'm... I, Here's an even better question I'll ask you. Not a better question, but just another question. How about that? Does this officially mean that the infrastructure from Ring of Honor is, we'll just call it shaky at best? Because. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing because in years gone by, ROH would have had their back and you with thought, cameras and all that shit. Yeah. You would have thought, hmm. Look. How about some of that profitability, Harold? Why don't we why don't we get our own equipment and just have it sitting there at the LA Dojo, right? Uh, and then bringing it where it looks like you like California, right? 
So you just got to hire somebody to, to go up and down. And, well, I guess it's a little bit more than that. You need a crew. So what the fuck am I talking? I don't know, but just having it would be nice. I don't know. I don't even know what's all involved in there. I'm literally talking at my ass when it comes to this. And I don't know the costs that are involved and all that. But look, at the end of the day, you would have hoped that it would have been up there. If not live, then very quickly. Hmm. How long do you think it would take to get it up? Well, they got to do the voiceover, right? Kevin's got to get in the booth and do the voiceover. I don't know. It, I would have hoped that it would have been done, but oh well. I'm actually on the Long Beach ticket map, so I'm just seeing how many tickets are left. It looks like there's maybe about 200 seats left, so they're not far off a sellout. That's a lot, dude. 200, 200 seats. <laughs> Come on, I'll do my thing. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. They're fucking failed, man. They fucking <laughs> failed. Well, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, all joking aside, all right, two hundred compared to whatever Budokan holds. You know, whatever the the, the the number is. I don't know. I'm just going to make up a number because I don't know it off the top of my head. We'll just say ten thousand. Like um, twelve thousand. Twelve thousand. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's that's a that's that's a grain of sand. I get that. Two hundred to the available seats in Walter Pyramid. Is it? Um, what did that hold? Like three thousand. It's a little bit, a yeah. little bit, a little bit more noticeable. I think it'll be. Fine. I think maybe, we'll, yeah. When they, the, I don't know what the final is. I don't want to know what the final is. But maybe if it's a sexy match, then might get some people snap up tickets. But just looking at the ticket maps, it looks pretty healthy to me. So right. nothing to worry about there, in my opinion. All right. All right. Uh, okay. Well, one little note from Super J Cup is a tweet from TJP. Which says, first place I called home, only place I called home, with a photo of him kissing uh, the lion's mark on the mat. So we may be seeing more TJP in the future. I think uh, I think it's a safe guess, right? We got some tag team tournaments we got to fill some space for, so I wouldn't be surprised if uh, they bring him in for that. Um, and then you know we'll see where we go from there. I don't know if, if he'll have a full time gig, you know, where he's on every single tour. But, uh, you know, in a role like an El Fantasmo or a um, Robbie Eagles or something like that where they can always cherry pick, you know, maybe how they had ACH in past years, um, you know, where they can cherry pick him in and out, have him do some, some uh, U.S. tour stuff. Yeah, I think that's, that, that would be uh, – I, I think it would be likely. Let's put it that way. I think it would be likely that we see him in that kind of role. Will Ospreay also mentioned something about having a five-year deal in a tweet. Do you, I know I've mentioned this to you before, and you said no. I'm going to ask you again. Do you feel there's a danger of being overexposed to Will Ospreay's wrestling in 2019? I mean, it's not like you're overexposed to um, Greg Valentine circa 1990, right? Um it's, you're you're seeing good things i would think that but one of the just to play devil's advocate one of the things that i love about new japan is the way that people are cycled in and cycled out of the various tours the various tournaments mm-hmm. so you get your fill of the juniors and junior style matches in best of the super juniors and then they take a backseat and you get to see the big boys going in the g1 and but we've seen will osprey featured prominently Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, he had a big match. He was an opening match at the uh, MSG and uh, New Japan Cup. He had a handful of big matches then. 
He was obviously front and centre in the best of the Super Juniors and the G1, had a big match at Dominion. Now he's, again, taking centre stage in the Super J Cup. I haven't seen spoilers, but I assume he's going to be having at least a, a modest run in that tournament. Do you not feel that that's maybe a bit too much? Do we do we need to see these big Will Ospreay epic matches in every single tour, every single tournament? Yeah, I look forward to them. I mean... All right, first of all, let's let's give full disclosure here. This I might be the a bad person to ask only in the sense of just I'm a bit of a glutton. <laughs> like uh I don't know like again, I, to give you an example, like if like I don't go to a bar to drink one beer. I don't I don't know what the fuck that means, right? So, uh I don't, you know, if there's a rack of ribs, I'm not having two ribs, right? Um if, you know, I kind of, I, I I got no problem being, you know, that. Well, I do have a problem with being that, but that that's just is what it is. Um, so no, I look forward to it because I got to sit through, you know, an undercard that might be okay, but you know, I know that after that intermission, you know, after that little break, I'm going to get Will Osprey versus somebody. Or will and somebody against somebody and somebody, and it's probably, especially in 2019, it's probably going to be really good at least. So, no, I, I look forward to it. I I I don't um, I don't get burned out by that. I don't get burned out by good. I really don't. Um, I'm not the kind of guy that's going to be like, oh, another great match. Now, I get the idea where people could, right? I, I understand that. It's, you know, you, you can't have steak every day, but... Yeah, I, I, let me jump in. Sorry, it's not that are oh, too many good matches. It's too many good Will Ospreay matches, and they can tend to be a bit tropey. Do Okadas? Yeah, but again, I'm not seeing Okada matches on every single tour. Look, we went through the best of the Super Juniors. Didn't see any Okada. When it comes to G1, okay, I'm ready to see some Okada again. Seen him throughout the G1. Mm-hmm. Now it's a Super J Cup. Right. I'm not going to see any big Okada matches until destruction. So this is my point about people cycling in and out. So that by the time they reappear in a prominent spot in these tours, I have built up my appetite for it once again. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I understand. Um, I th- yeah, I can see the point. I don't, again, I don't necessarily subscribe to it, but I, it's, a, it's a valid point. I get it. Um, is it the fact that, and Will is really one, the only guy that's really doing that, right? Um, do, do people have an issue with, with Shingo? I mean, Shingo is, was in Best of the Super Juniors. He was in uh, G1. Um, refresh my memory. He wasn't in New Japan Cup, was he? No. Okay. All right. So two out of the the four. He's not in the Super J Cup. Yeah, I guess you're not going to complain then about Shingo. Um, and also, I feel that Shingo's matches are more diverse than Will Ospreay matches. Really? In what way? I feel that Shingo can have many different types of matches, like he can put on a flawless leg match either on the offense or the defense of a leg match and it can be interesting and exciting and compelling he can do the like the, uh, the slower sort of power based match he can do the high speed kind of epic main event style match and i find all of those equally engaging 
whereas Will Ospreay matches tend to be, again, they're quite similar. Do you think the Okada match, the Archer match, the Shingo match were similar with Will? Yeah, they all have a similar pace. Um, again, very high pace, lots of big, spectacular spots sprinkled liberally throughout them. Uh, exciting, very fast closing stretches. You, yeah, you, so okay. I, I do. Do you think the Godo... I like them. Right, but, right, right. Do you think the Godo, Ishii, will match with Shingo? Do you think they were all different? The Goto and Ishii matches were similar, mm-hmm. but those two matches I feel were different to the Osprey match. Okay. And I feel like Okada Osprey and Shingo Osprey um, and Archer Osprey, even the New Japan Cup Archer Osprey, were all had different feels to me. Um, okay. All right. I mean, look, I'm not going to hand wave the, that idea of Will being in every single prominent place that you can get a little too much Will. I'm not going to argue that. I, I can see that. Um, again, if this were, if this were, I, I hate to say this, if this were, not even if it were anybody else, because if, if this were Abushi, I feel like I would be, I would feel the same way. Uh, let me ask you this: If if it were Abushi, would you feel the same way? Yeah, I would. Okay. I again, I just think it is the so it's not necessarily will of no. Okay. Although again, I do think from some of the big names we've mentioned, his matches do tend to look more similar than the other names you mentioned. Okay. But I think it's both. It's a little bit of that, and also a little bit of the the volume of long main event style epic matches yeah i don't i mean to me i'm i'm all in i'll watch them all day you can give me eight matches every fucking night and i'd be like okay cool let's do it again (laughs) so i mean i'm sure eventually i I might get tired of it but no i'm okay Uh, i'm i I don't know i I feel good about it i i actually feel good about it (laughs) i actually enjoy it happening so no I'm, i'm not i'm not burnt out with it yet all right, fair enough. Uh, let's move on to talk about some news from our friend Dave Meltzer from Wrestling Observer Newsletter. First of all, about Shibata. He says, regarding Katsuhiro Shibata, he hasn't been cleared, but he will be attempting to get cleared. He trains with the students, but the issue in question is whether it can ever be healthy for him to take headshots. And if he were to return as Katsuhiro Shibata, can they work around that issue within the New Japan style? So this is a definite change of tone from Dave, who previously said, no, he's never going to wrestle again, to now saying he will be attempting to get cleared. So uh, that is something, at least. I thought you were going to say he has a 10% chance to live. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's a little bit of a change of tone, isn't it? I don't think that there is any question in anyone's mind that he, is he being Shibata, is working to come back right i don't think that there's any question in anyone's mind now whether he is medically cleared to come back is a different story altogether right uh 
But if you think that Shibata is like sitting back with a bag of fucking crisps on his on his bloated belly watching Friends reruns, <laughs> uh, you're mistaken. We know that his end goal would be to come back and that he is preparing for that. If and when, medical team says, you're good to go. Now, everybody gets very worried and very concerned and very scared because of the injury that occurred to him uh, and the apparent uh, slippery slope that he was on in those days, weeks, months of recovery. We're talking about a brain, and we're talking about skull, and we're talking about opening it up, and we're talking about you know pretty tricky fucking stuff medically. And again, this is not a broken ankle. This is not a, a shin splint. This is a brain, and we're talking about if something gets fucked up and something gets misdiagnosed and if something gets missed or if something whatever, we, we could be looking at a not only a, oh, he's no longer wrestling anymore. He's dead, and that would be horrific, in any, and there's no way to spin that. So, yes, they're going to be very cautious, and they should be, and they better be, because I hate to say this. I don't trust Shibata <laughs> to make that decision. I'm sorry. He's got an athlete's mentality, and an athlete's mentality but in any professional high-level sport is, I'm going out there if I can breathe. Uh, so maybe he needs somebody to remind him from a medical perspective that here's the situation, here's where you are, here's what we see, here's what we advise. And then it's up to him to make that decision, obviously. Right? Um, but that's that's his end game. And if it and 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 I will always say, if medical says thumbs up, then it is the athlete's prerogative to pursue. And that is that is that. And I hope he does get that thumbs up so that he can go because I would love to see it. And I know that here's the thing, too. Not only would I love to see it, Joel, and I think you would, too. And I think everybody listening would love to see it. I want it for him because. We all know that's what he really wants, and that's what that's what's going to make him feel fulfilled in his life. Training is one thing, dojo, being around, all that stuff. You hear about it all the time with athletes. When they're done, they get back in because they like the, the camaraderie. They like the, the, to be in the locker room. They like so they want to be involved in some way. But there's nothing like being in the game and playing in the game. And that's what he, we all know that's his, that's what he wants. And that's what's going to make him happy and fulfilled as a human being. So I say, go for it. If medical says, okay. Amen. Um, another thing that Dave also went on to say, talking about Kenny Omega, oh. original plans. Some of oh, this is my known. fucking God. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it. Let me read it. Some of this is known and some is also not hard to figure out. But Ghetto's original book in the 2019 was for Kenny Omega to beat Hiroshi Tanahashi, keep the IWGP title at the Tokyo Dome, then defend it again because he's got Okada at Madison Square Garden, which already changed because the first time we heard this story, it was Kenny was going to lose it to Okada at Madison Square Garden. Omega would then be the one to lose to Kota Ibushi in the G1 Finals in the spot Jay White had. Whether that would have meant Okada versus Ibushi or Omega versus Ibushi at the Tokyo Dome or both, I don't know. 
uh, <laughs> I rolled my eyes pretty hard when I saw this, Damon. Uh, I'm guessing you're in the same boat. Uh, you have no idea. They're in the back of my fucking head right now. Like, we know for a fact, Joel, that, and I'll give you an example. G1. I can't tell you how many times I've talked directly to pro wrestlers and say, you know, not maybe not even necessarily you're going over tonight or, you know, you, do you think you're going to? They don't know. They have literally have no idea of their future booking until they get to the building or what have you, right? Now, I'm not saying everyone. No, I'm sure wrestlers have gone on record with New Japan who said in the G1, they don't know who's going to win until they turn up in the building on, on the night. Right. <laughs> it's the fact that Gedo is revealing his year-long plans to Kenny Omega is just ludicrous. It does. I mean, I know he's in a very decent position in the company, but I'm just finding it difficult to believe just based off of all the that kind of stuff that from people that we've talked to in the past and current and it's just not one of those things where people are really clued in on and and I don't know I, I'm not saying it didn't happen I'm not saying a conversation but yeah the fact that we're gonna sit there and be like this guy won this guy was supposed to win this guy you know like a year in advance that anybody would be clued in let alone Dave Meltzer I just I don't know I gotta take that with a little bit of a fucking grain of salt. And I will say this. I cannot believe the amount of speculation and discussion, even in, not for nothing, even in our own Discord, how often the name Kenny Omega comes up. It's unbelievable. Like, <sighs> it, it's not really. No, I'm going to defend them, David, because you look back to our year end awards where Kenny Omega absolutely cleaned up. Wrestler of the year, match of the year, headlining show of the year, tag team of the year. He had a tremendous 2018. So it's not ridiculous that a lot of New Japan fans are still talking about him and wondering if and when he's going to come back. Again, they were, they were some of the greatest matches I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm not discounting. I'm not hand-waving the contributions that he gave. I'm not... But... I don't know, man. I sometimes I just like you know the band. What who the fuck's the band? That what's the name of the song? Don't mug yourself. Who sings that? Uh, the streets. The streets. Right. Hey, I answered a music question. You did. You did. Great job. Right. You know the song, right? Where the guy's talking about this girl, and his friends are like, "Jesus Christ, dude, get get the fuck, you know, get over her. Stop it. You're, you're making an ass of yourself." Right. That's what this is, and that's what it feels like New Japan fans, to a large degree, are like. Oh, is he coming back? I want him to come back. Get the fuck over it. Get over it. Oh, my God. And also, I'll tell you this, Damon. He will be returning to DDT for Ultimate Party 2019, November 3rd, at Sumo Hall. So Mm -hmm. don't hold your breath expecting a New Japan return anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, it's, again, do I think it's going to happen? I I, kind of do, right? Just... Again, we talk about it a, a, a trillion times. I don't need to talk about it again. But, like, just guys and girls and friends and you you all, we're, we're all, in the, you know, we're, we got a great, we had a G1 that was arguably the best G1 ever. And that was without Kenny. And that was without Michael Elgin. And that was without, you know, a lot, it, it, was, it was the best one ever. We're okay. We, you know what I mean? We're okay. 
<laughs> We're sitting in the back bleeding with our stomach busted. We're going to be okay. <sighs> We're going to be okay. We don't need Kenny right now. I'm just going to say it. Can I say it right now? We don't need Kenny Omega right now. We don't need him right now. Now, as I say that, we're talking about them selling out arenas, and we're not. But that's okay. We're going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, because we're all set up for Wrestle Kingdom, Dave. We don't need Kenny Omega at Wrestle Kingdom because, another tidbit of news, uh, Tetsuya Naito responded to Ibushi's uh, informal challenge, and this was in Tokyo Sports, which is a newspaper that is renowned for carrying storylines from New Japan. And Naito says that he would give Ibushi a winner-take-all match on January 5th. So, a little bit more, tra- or maybe a lot more traction to this idea of the mini-tournament at Wrestle Kingdom. I'm, 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 I, you sold me on it the other week, you know that. You really did. You sold me on it. I'd, I'd be all in on it. I think it'd be fun to make for an interesting two days. And yeah, I, I, I did see that, actually. Does that does that raise your uh, percentages up a little bit? I think we were at like 25%. Does that go up? Yeah, definitely. I think stuff appearing in Tokyo Sports is, again, just a massive klaxon that this is a work. And I just don't think there's, there's no smoke without fire in this case. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do too. It does go up a little bit more for me. I think I might be at. I might be in the thirties. Might be in the thirties right now, Joel. That's that's saying. All right, something. let's keep track of this. We're yeah. in the thirties now. Somebody keep a poll. I need like one of those little uh, thermometer things. Uh, yeah, I think we're in the thirties. I think we're in the thirties. I think it's. I think it would make for a real interesting two days. And talk about speculation. Oh my God, our heads are going to explode. With all the speculation and all the fantasy booking and all the well, they could do that, do that, and this thing can happen. And I mean, it, we're going to get a ton of that. But yeah, I think that 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 is an interesting take. Um, again, where there's smoke, where there there is fire. So let's see, let's see. Question from Rob. He says, "What do you make of the Rev Pro Summer Sizzler Show as a warm up for Royal Quest? And do you think some of the matches will end up on New Japan World?" So I've sent you on WhatsApp, Damon. Uh, match card with the big matches we'll be getting at Summer Sizzler. So just to throw some out there, the ones involving New Japan talent, we have Okada and Tanahashi versus Suzuki-gun with uh, Minoru Suzuki and Zack Sabre Jr. We have Will Ospreay versus David Starr. El Fantasma versus Michael Oku. We have Jonathan Gresham and Chris Brooks versus MK McKinnon and Dan Maloney. We have, I think this is the the tag team tournament final. I don't know if this is the one where the winner gets the shot against Gorillas of Destiny, but Shah Samuels and Josh Bodom against Aussie Open. So your thoughts on this card? Anything that jumps out at you that you think you would like to watch? Oh, I think there's a lot there that I would like to watch. Um, Okada Tanahashi and uh, again, it's almost like a finals rematch there. Uh, Okada Tanahashi, Suzuki Goon, Zach and uh, Suzuki. I'd like to see David Starr, Will Ospreay, They've had to have wrestled before, I'm sure, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, this is a good, this is a good little show. I li- not even a little show. This is a nice show. I dig this. Yeah, the finals there, the Aussie Open. Um, will any of this be on World? Doesn't Rev Pro have their own streaming service too? 
So I'm sure it will be up there first. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it might be one of those Japanese-only, you know, VPN, Hujimawajigas, you know. But, uh, yeah, I think this is going to be a very good show, actually. And I think uh, once that's released, I think everybody should drop a couple bucks and uh, check out the Rev Pro because uh, this is a good one. This is a good one. I like it a lot. All right, well, let's dip into the Royal Quest card. And I'm excited next week, Damon, because we've got a special guest coming on, someone who's going to be at Royal Quest Live and someone whose appearance on this show is long overdue, if you ask me, and that is our best mate, Editor Dan. Yeah. I'm so excited to have him on the show. Me too. Me too. It'd be the first time. It'd be really, like, we've had conversations before of that have lasted. Like, he'll send voice messages via voice, you know, WhatsApp. When, when he does editing, he's like, all right, mates, I got this, I got that, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but we've never really had a, I've never had a full conversation with the guy. I don't think. So, yeah, I'm excited. And we never talk about New Japan for wrestling either. No, right. Which is the crazy thing. Because he's the guy who got me in it in the first place. Is that right? He was the one. You you could go back and listen to, go go through the archives of the Smartcast for the Wrestle Kingdom 11 episode, which was the first time I'd ever watched the product. And Dan schooling me about the product and teaching me about guys like Tanahashi and Naito. It's pretty wild. That's, yeah, I got to hear that. You got to tweet that out. Can you tweet that out to everybody? That would be a great I'm listen. not sure I want people to hear it. Now, now that I've said that, I'm starting to regret it immediately because oh, I probably no. sound like a complete tool. <laughs> It'd be great. you got to tweet that fucking thing out. Everybody's got to listen to that. Oh, I think we should just do a show critiquing that show. Like, we'll play back, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just play back little bits and be just, oh, what a, what a fucking riot. That would be great. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Don't be a coward. Tweet it. Now, again, you know, I, no, do it. You, you're not a coward. You don't give a fuck. Do it. It'll be, it'll be good. All right, I, tell, I tell you what, I will include it in the show notes okay. next week's episode because maybe we can discuss that with Dan, see what his recollections are about that. Oh, yeah. And, and again, just send it to me privately if you find it, just so I can give it a listen beforehand. Oh, because I'm going to bust your balls something fierce. Oh, this is going to be great. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I'm scared be... now. I'm just... <laughs> People on Twitter are going to be isolating bits of audio. Listen to this oh, fucking idiot. Oh, my God. This is going to be so good. He didn't know something three years ago that he knows now. <laughs> well, right. I know that's really what it is. But uh, oh, but it's going to be adorable. It'll be so good. It'll be like watching, it'll be like watching a little baby taking his first steps, right? That's what it'll be. Little infant Joel taking his first steps. Oh, this is going to be adorable. I love it. All right. Um, what the fuck? Okay, Dan's coming on uh, about Royal Quest. And he's, is he still doing a meetup? Yeah, I don't know if he's announced on the Discord yet. I will prod him again and get him to yeah. say something. Let me have a look and see if I can announce where he's going to be. Yeah. Because that will be good because there's going to be a lot of our listeners there. I'm sure you would love to meet Editor Dan and buy him a pint for all that, the the great work that he does. Yeah. Uh, Let's have a look, see into our WhatsApp archives. Okay. Uh, I don't think he announced where he was going to be. He said, because we told him to go into Discord and... He did, he did. The Crate Brewery. He's going to be at the Crate Brewery from 2.30. Okay. So that's C-R-A-T-E. Brewery, you can find that at uh, cratebrewery.com. Okay. 
So that is where the... <laughs> well, Dan doesn't know yet, but that's where the official Super Jcast meetup is going to be. So get yourself down to Crate Brewery at 2.30 in the afternoon and buy Editor Dan a pint. Yeah. And just walk up and just be like, here you go, mate. Boom. Just get, you know, and just, yeah, just, let's, like, let's, like, have it. Well, he'll, he'll hear this, but, like, just, just surprise him with people that'll be there. So, yeah, if you're going to a fucking Royal, Royal, I mess up, Royal Quest show, Crate Brewery, go see Dan, buy him a drink, buy him a beer, get him fucking nice and toasted up as he gets in that show, um, and treat him like the king that he is. And say hi, and again, and, and and show him some appreciation for all the hard work that he does for this show. He would love it. He deserves it. Go get him. Go get him. Meet up. Meet up in the UK. It's official. Get yourself off mute. Well, sorry. <laughs> uh, let's get the uh, d- dip into the card itself. So first match, Ren Narita, Shota Umino, Ryusuke Takuchi versus Sho, Yo, and Roque. Mm-hmm. Too much to say about this one. I yeah. expect a, a, another win for Rapongi 3K. Sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Then we've got Juice Robinson, Kota Ibushi versus Hikolo and Yujiro Takahashi. This one looks like a bit of a mismatch on paper. Yeah. I don't like the chances of Bullet Club here. No. And I know it's funny. Not funny, but uh, we know that uh, Kota is not the biggest fan of, of uh, the airplanes of flying. Poor guy's being flown halfway across the world for this match. <laughs> this could be the start of a great tag team, Golden Juice. <laughs> that means pee, Do doesn't it? a sip of their warm golden juice? <laughs> that salty, bladder-filled <laughs> golden juice. Um, speaking of which, I don't know. This is how the brain operates. Um, you ever see online these people that, like, use urine for like a health aid like they like pee in their eye or some shit and they get like diseases i know people who drink their own pee you do i think uh lioto machida didn't doesn't he drink his own piss for ufc fans out there let, let me look it up machida <laughs> drink piss mm. <laughs> your google history must be a fucking bonfire <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Machida explains the benefits of drinking pee. What would be the benefit of drinking? He's an avid control. believer in the health benefits of drinking urine. Okay, so I right, pause there for one second because it's correct me if I'm wrong, but urine is waste, right? It's waste. Yeah, it's your body. It's there's toxins that your body. It's urea so that your wh- body's getting rid of. Yeah. So why would you then re-ingest it? How could it be helpful? Because uh, people are mental, David. <laughs> All right, so what does he say? Give me one reason why drinking your own piss is helpful. Um, I'm reading something else. It's not Machida saying this, but it, it, urine, quote, contains minerals, hormones, and elements that bind moisture to protein. And he said his practice of drinking it was all part of the body's recycling process. Um, yeah, it just sounds yeah like bullshit to me. <laughs> hey, listen, I'll stick, I'll stick with the beer, thanks. Uh, that'll be my only... They're quite literally taking the piss, Damon. Ah! I get it. All right, so that's where we are with that. All right, what's the next match there, Golden uh, Golden P lover? We have Robbie Eagles and Will Ospreay versus El Fantasmo and Taiji Ishimori, who are the junior tag champions. So either this becomes a tag match or maybe Eagles and Osprey get a win, which will set up a tag match, maybe at Destruction. That's a sexy match, yeah. though. Uh, fourth... 
It is a sexy match, yeah. And I imagine that they'll, something will have gone down at the Super J Cup to add a bit more fire to this, which we could watch after Royal Quest <laughs> and in retrospect appreciate the fire that it added to that match that we would have already seen. Yep. Uh, fourth match, we got Sanada, Tetsuya Naito versus Chase Owens and Jay White. So, interesting to note that Naito and Jay White are still being paired together here, which again might add a bit more fuel to the fire that they are not done and they will be seeing each other again this Saturday at least and maybe again at the Tokyo Dome maybe January 4th who knows mm-hmm. uh, fifth match we have the IWGP Tag Team Championship match with Gorillas of Destiny defending against the challengers winner of Red Pro's Road to Royal Quest tournament which I said last time my money would be on Aussie Open and I would like them to win the belts just to freshen things up a bit you think they do it I mean why not right but do you think they do it yeah, why not yeah, why not yeah, yeah, why not? All right, let's fucking do it then. It would just be a bit deflate to have like, oh, here's this new tag team debuting on the scene and oh, look, they've lost the G.O.D. Yeah, yeah. and it's it's now September. Like people are going to hear about it again. Oh, it's that fucking tape delay bullshit. Is this going to be, do you think it's going to be anywhere else quickly? Like, do you think it'll be on um, like Samurai or anything like that beforehand? But probably not. Nah, it's all no. I think you're gonna have to bite the bullet and rev pro it. Pay actual money to uh, what you talking about? Royal Quest. Oh, I'm sorry, Royal Quest. In my bet, yeah. Um, yeah, the fight TV then. Yeah, will be, you have to pay for. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look. At least there is an option, right? At least there is an option. Uh, you, know, you don't get that with the with the others, the, the tape delay stuff that we're going through with the Super J Cup. Look, there's an option, right? Bite the bullet, fucking spend the money. Like you're gonna spend the money on on nonsense anyway, right? You know, just fucking just do it. You don't need an electric bill. Come on, <laughs> just get the wrestling. Yeah, if we're doing it, you can do it as well. Right, right. Uh, sick match we have never open weight championship match. Tomohiro Ishii defending against Kenta, and I think this is going to be a terrific match because Ishii matches are always great, and I think Kenta is going to win to set off this Shibata storyline, or to keep it going, rather, because it was started at the G1 Finals. And I think it ultimately ends at Wrestle Kingdom again. I've said it before, I think we're going to have Kenta defending the Never Openweight title against Shibata at Wrestle Kingdom. That is my pick, so I think Kenta gets the win here. Um, I think Kenta gets the win. And how great would that be? To have that newly energized and reborn dickhead Kenta be uh, your never openweight champion. I think that'd be tons of fun. I, I, I know what we want the end goal to be. I, unless uh, they got to have a plan B, right? You would think. You would think they would have a plan B for Kenta versus X. I know they want it to be Shibata in the worst way. I know that that, that would be a dream matchup. Trust me, for everyone involved. Um, unless they have clearance on that, though, I mean, how do you how do you book that in advance? Is that just hopeful booking, right? To say, okay, let's hope that you're, you're okay because that's going to be our end goal. Um, I'm sure there's plenty of people that they they could fit in that role, right? That that other role, whether it be Goto, whether it be Ishii again, um, or someone else. But yeah, if that's the end goal. Whew. Uh, that that is sexy personified. So, uh, yep, I, I'll predict the title change as well here as, uh, for the never uh, Kenta wins. I think Goto would be 
uh, more than adequate replacement for that if it doesn't happen. I think Goto challenging for the title against Kenta at Wrestle Kingdom and defending the honour of his his mate Shibata and the honour of the LA Dojo would be great as well. Uh, we have a question from Violet Skipping. says, well, I'm sure the match will be great. Is it a mistake to book Ishii Kenta now? Bullet Club has needed a second-tier intercontinental-level guy to justify the threat they're billed as since the firing squad angle. Farley with no significant singles wins between G1s and a US title loss ain't it. The heat generated by Kenta's turn should have overshadowed his late G1 losing streak and put the focus on his wins over Tanahashi and Kota Ibushi. Instead, he's either losing six straight and to a never-tier guy, regardless of how great Ishii is, or he wins and is pitched at never-level for a time until he drops the belt, presumably to another never-level guy. It feels like a missed opportunity. I disagree with that. I think this is a good chance to elevate the never-title. Right. And for me, titles are only as good as the way that they're booked and, and the matches that they have. So if the booking and the storylines are hot and the matches are good, then to me, it makes the title feel more important. So, you know, take yourself back to uh, Wrestle Kingdom 11 when it was Shibata and Goto having an absolute war over that belt or Wrestle Kingdom 12 when it was Suzuki and Goto having an amazing match over that. And then never title felt like a big deal. So I don't have a problem with it. I think it's good for the belt. And, good for both wrestlers involved i agree it, it's what what this will do in a lot of people's eyes is raise what the never title is that never title is not going to stick uh, at whatever lower level some people might think it is right now um and i don't think it's that low i think it's your third belt right your third title um and i think putting that on kenta in a super red hot program only makes that title uh more important right not saying it goes above Intercontinental, but it, it, I think it becomes much more high profile with Kenta uh, in a, in a red-hot feud than it would uh, sitting on Ishii. And plus, I think Kenta does need to get the win to maintain that, that, uh, that on the flame, if you will, where he is right now. So, nope, uh, I think Kenta wins, and uh, that's a good thing. And our seventh match, we have British Heavyweight Championship match with Zack Sabre Jr. defending against Hiroshi Tanahashi. Whilst I would love the idea of Tanahashi having that belt and defending it in some Rev Pro shows, I can't see it because it just feels like he's being downcycled somewhat. So I think Zack gets the win here. I'm on the fence a little bit. Like, I feel like... Do we give Tanahashi another loss? Like another singles match loss? We- yeah, no, he is, to me, he's heading for a Jericho match, probably at Wrestle Kingdom. And I don't see where the British heavyweight title fits into that. It's six months, though. You know what I mean? He could come back and drop it. But, yeah, I mean, you're probably right. But, I mean, he gets a lot of... He's lost a lot to Zach, even recently. Right, The MSG match is the one that is most vivid. Uh, but then he beat him during the G1, so yeah. it's, they're trading wins at the moment. Yeah. I give... Uh, I think Zach makes the most sense, doesn't it? Yeah, I can't see yeah. Tanahashi winning that title. Yeah, I'll go Zach. And then IWGP Heavyweight Championship match, because he's got Okada defeating Minoru Suzuki. I'm expecting big things from this match because Suzuki has been working. He didn't work the the G1 Climax. He was working the undercard tags, but I think he'll be fresh and ready to go out there and prove a point in front of fans who love him. So I think this match is going to be really good, but 
obviously, I don't think Suzuki's going to win. This is this. I, I'm being optimistic on the match because I think it, it has the potential to be very good. There is always that. Always that you don't know what you're going to get with Suzuki, right? There is always that little bit of a, of an element of, oh, is this gonna is going to work? Uh, but I think it will. I think. I think. Uh, I think again. A, a, a rested Suzuki, um, and of course Okada being who Okada is in a big spotlight match. I think that's this in front of a red hot crowd. Right. This is going to be a red hot crowd. Uh, it has the potential to be to be excellent. Okada wins, but uh, yeah, I think I think we're in for a real doozy of a match and. Uh, I'm not going to go out on a limb and say we're looking at a a match of the year, but I think everything is set up for it to be uh, everything in everybody's advantage, right? Again, red hot crowd, noisy, get everybody fired up, big time spotlight main event, well rested Suzuki, and add Okada title match. I think we're in for good stuff. Do you think we might get something at the end of the show? Specifically, well, we had a question here, someone. Let me try and find it. Uh, I can't find it. <laughs> Basically, oh. do, you, I, do you think there's a chance that Sonata might come out after the main event and challenge Okada to a match at Destruction or vice versa? Okada in his post-match speech says, Sonata, I want to face you at Destruction. Or yeah. do you think that's going to be the King of Pro Wrestling match? Um, I mean, it could. Oh, that was a question. I found it. KSJ49 says, will Okada defend one of the destruction shows? Uh, will the Sharks finally win the cup? Uh, I think that might be a really old question, actually. Well, the Sharks, win- <laughs> the Sharks, <laughs> the Sharks winning the cup uh, this year. Uh, no, I'll go with a no. But uh, I think Sonata challenging. I, th- I think the possibility of Sonata challenging there um, it could happen. But I, I, I don't. Think so. I think they just closed the show with Okada celebratory thing, and away we go. What do you think the exchange rate is like on Okada dollars to the pound, given the Brexit situation? That's yeah. Uh, um, I think it's. I think. Uh, I think the Okada dollar still has value in the UK. Uh, I think it is uh, steady against uh, the, the British pound. But uh, look, I think I. I I know that that crowd is super excited. They got a great card. They they have a legitimate New Japan Pro Wrestling card for the first time, um, and I think people recognize that. Even again, you know that just by the the the, the feel of the undercard. Um, I think whatever remaining tickets will be there will be scooped up at uh, with walk up. I think this, I think this is going to be a huge success for New Japan. I think it's going to be a huge success for future shows there as well hint hint nudge nudge and um i think uh i think it's gonna be a good time ahead by all and i think as we get closer to the end of august i think there's going to be even more hype more excitement and i think those people that are on the fence they're gonna be like ah fuck i gotta watch this thing live i gotta i gotta i gotta get it on fight so i think fight will do okay actually you know, it, earlier I was like, ah, nobody's going to fucking buy this thing. I think actually people are going to plop down the 30 bucks or whatever it is to get it. Um, just because I think 
there, there's a lot of lot of things you can sink your teeth into on this show. I don't think this will be a dud for fight. I think uh, I think they'll be happy with the results, quite honestly, because I think the buzz will be will be enough to get people who are on the fence to plop down the money to get it. Right, let's dig into some questions then. Matthew says, I've got a question based on something you said in your last episode. You were talking about regurgitated opinions in wrestling and it struck a chord with me. I've heard lots of opinions over and over to where they become generally accepted as fact. For instance, many prominent wrestling figures have said something to the effect of too many belts equals bad. Now, people go around saying too many belts are bad like it's their own unique opinion. No one ever questions that and says something like, well, would you rather there were more matches with no stipulations or stakes? More matches that ultimately mean nothing. Sorry for the rant, but the question is, what commonly held opinions in wrestling do you disagree with? Hmm. Off the top of my head, let's think. Let's think, Joel. What, what, what do we hear a lot that we're just like, okay, that might not necessarily be that we hear regurgitated around the horn. Hmm. A lot of uh, criticism for Elgin matches around this time last year. Yeah. And I felt, I'm sure some people genuinely dislike the way he lays out his matches, which is fine. But I feel a lot of that was bandwagon. People just sort of jumping on being like, yeah, his matches are shit. Yeah, again, I, I, and, and I but think... But that's, that's subjective. But, I mean, everything in wrestling is subjective, I guess. It is, but uh, here's the thing, too. I think a lot of that had to do with the the uh, out-of-the-ring stuff that were pe- it left a, a bad taste in people's mouths um, with his, you know, the, the situations that was going on outside the ring. So I think that... I, I find it hard to believe that the people who aren't fans of Michael Elgin, that isn't, at the very least, a small factor in their dislike of Michael Elgin. Um, I think, to me, right now, the hot one is... Uh, I'm really... I hate when I get these questions and I'm, I'm on the spot and I can't think of fucking anything. Um, mm, I can't think of one right now. <laughs> keep, keep, okay, here's one. It's going to annoy people. People saying that... Have you heard of this um, Joshi wrestler, Sari? Have you heard of her? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I was waiting for the question. I'm sorry. Yeah, so uh, I've a lot of people saying that she's wrestler of the year. And again, I'm, whilst I'm sure some people do have that honestly held belief, I feel that's something that has sort of mutated within certain circles of Twitter and people are just parroting that out there as a sort of counter culture right. sort of hot take. I've watched all the big matches that people say are brilliant. They're good. They're, again, maybe it's just because of my lack of personal investment in the product, but some matches that people have been saying, oh yeah, this is a five-star classic. I've thought, yeah, this is a decent three-and-a-half-star match. Uh, again, of course, subjectivity, but I feel that is one that is a bandwagon. A lot of people are jumping on that I disagree with personally. Right. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I really don't have a hot take right now on that. I'm sure I'll come up with something the minute I hit stop and I send the file to <laughs> to Dan. But I, I got, I got, I don't, I don't know of anything off the top of my head that I feel that passionate about. That it's like I hear regurgitated over and over again on different shows. So uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put that one though in my filing cabinet. And I'll come back to it. I'm sure I'll bring it up in like two weeks and be like, I remember that question. This this pisses me off, but I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Sorry. Sorry I'm such a dud on this one. 
from Discord, Ian says, uh, who styles himself as Young Damon. Young Damon has a question for Music yes. Damon. The 1975 is my favorite band. Have you heard of them? Yeah. And if so, do you like them? Yeah, I do. I've heard of them, and I like them. Um, I can't say they're a go-to for me, but yeah, I've heard them. I like them, and they're, they're, they're good. I don't, I, don't, I don't hate them. Um, they, I, I tell you what, if Young Damon took a, um, took a uh, time machine and wound up here... I bet you 1975 would be in the uh, in the in the in the listening queue in a playlist or two, um, for sure. So, uh, yes, I have heard of them. Tyler says, Damon, your thoughts on Andrew Luck retiring? Did you get to talk oh, to him when the wow. Colts came to town last year? I did actually. Yep, yep, I absolutely did. Uh, so, Andrew Luck, Joel, for your uh, Indianapolis Colts quarterback. Uh, who's very? I good. had him in my fantasy team Did last you? year. Actually, is that right? Yeah. Okay. Well, he's done because uh, he's always hurt. He's had he's had a lot of struggles recently with with injuries, and it's always something new. And I woke up to the news this morning that he, like, he was just like, "I'm done. I can't do this fucking anymore. My whole life has been injury rehab. Try to get back on the field. Injury, you know, just constant headache. And he's a really good player. Like, he was one of the top producing quarterbacks." Probably in the past five years, maybe even longer. So, um, yeah, it was big news. Big news right now going around here in the sports world. Uh, yeah, and I did actually, uh, when he was in town, I stuck him up. Well, not, you know, he went to the podium. He's a podium guy. Like, the big stars go to the podium, and then you can get, like, other players in the locker room. But he was a podium guy. And, uh, yep, my recorder was rolling for Andrew Luck. Control says, who in CMLL, besides Dragon Lee and T-Town, oh. would you like to see get a significant push or run in NJPW? For me, it would be Kabe-chan, Barbario Cavanario. I think he's great. I would like to see more of him. I'll tell you what. The one thing that when you say the name, and we say it poorly, but when you say the name, what's the spot that you always think of with him? That fucking Fantastic Mania. Well, yeah, I mean. Oh, well, that's uh, this. Match spot, yeah, yeah. That when he does that dot, that like that, the that, worm. The worm. <laughs> when he does the no, I'm thinking of when he does the fucking splash off the top rope to the floor, and he lands on his back like he does like the the cannonball reverse cannonball. Oh, and that fucking thud. Oh, and and then when he does the splash too. Oh my god, fucking that guy. And I also re- always remember him with Nakamura. Like they would, would always tag in Fantastic Mania, and Nakamura would come out with the fucking bone. You know that that and the man that was a that was that was a cool one. like Kushida had the cool one the the robot-y one uh, and then uh, Nakamura with the bones and he had the, the nunchucks and shit that was good all right yeah he's he's good I like him he's fine uh, John Carroll says John and Damon if you each had to pick someone from the Super J Cast Discord to fight who would it be and Aspir jumps on and says follow up question who in the Super J Cast Discord do you think you could beat in a fight I could beat everyone I'll fucking I'll because here's the thing I'm dirty. I'll, David I, knows kung fu. I don't know. I don't know fucking kung nothing, right? I know I'm gonna punch you as hard as I can in the fucking balls, and then I'm gonna step on your fucking face. That's what I'm gonna do. Um, if you do not have balls, I'm going for boobs. I'm gonna punch you right in the tit. I swear to God. <laughs> I wanna. Not, what am I talking about? Um, look, who could I? Who do I want to fight? I don't want to fight anybody. That's why I don't go in it because that's because. Because I don't, I just don't like arguing. I hate it. Because I think I'm not big on like 
arguing. I just don't like it. I just, I, it, it really gives me anxiety. I, I, I guess anxiety is the word. Like, I just don't like the fucking feeling of I'm waiting for a motherfucker to, to type something back. You know, I just, I just don't like the feeling of it. I'm not good at it. What about arguing with me on this podcast? I don't, do we argue? I don't think we argue at all, do we? If, if we have like a, a difference of opinion? Yeah, I suppose we don't argue, do we? A difference of opinion, but it's always very gentlemanly, isn't it? We, we should be, we should be more uh, cutthroat, nasty, ready? shouldn't we? You, you idiot! I can't believe you think that. You're stupid for thinking yeah, that. I hate a, you. You're a fucking dumb cunt. Um, no, I, like... Because here's the thing. I, I'm, not, I'm never going to get that worked up over pro wrestling at the end of the day. Like, I, I feel like I got bigger problems I got to fucking deal with than deal with who had a better... You know, IWGP title run. You know, like I was it Nagata or was it Nakam? You know what I mean? Like I don't give a fuck. Um, to and uh, let's put it this way: I don't give a fuck enough to call somebody a cunt over it. You know what I mean? Like I just don't have it. I, I I'm sorry. Um, no, I don't think. I mean, but we have differences. We had we had it on this show where where we. Didn't necessarily like the uh, you know the Osprey thing. Like I know we were probably not on the same page with that, but you know I I, I don't know. Do I who do I want to fight? I don't want to fight anybody. I really don't. Um, in a fist fight, I'm telling you right now, you you might beat me, but you're gonna fucking know you were in a fight with me. And that's not me just being like Mr. Tough Guy because I'm I'm certainly not. But th- that will happen. I don't know. I kind of feel like the people that I've met. I feel like I could take every one of them. Maybe Nicole. Nicole. Nicole is a little fiery though. I think Nicole – here's the thing with Nicole. I bet you Nicole would fuck somebody up. Like if she got really mad, she would fuck up somebody. Fucking beer bottle in the face. I swear to God. She would. Like she seems very nice, but she seems like a person that if you get on the wrong side of Nicole she, – She does not take shit from No. Anyone. Right. Exactly. I really – she's she will be the one to be like, you know what, mother – I'm going to knock your teeth in your throat. Yeah. So that would be the one. I bought you. <laughs> yeah, just it's, I can right. see it. Right? Couldn't you? I mean, I'm not I'm not even being like. I they really think that that would be the one where I'd be like, oh, that one. Like you know, you get to you cross a line and you're just like, oh shit, where are we fucking going from here? Like, <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, but everybody else, I think I could. I think I would. I think I'd be all right with. I mean, who would you? Who would you want to? I'd like to watch other people having a fight. You like that? You liked it. See, you yeah. like the Discord with a lot of different opinions. Like, you love it. And that, where I, yeah. I'm kind of like, I don't know. Is this I okay? just sit back with the popcorn. Yeah, yeah. I, I said, I'm going to say it again on the podcast just for posterity that I want John to host an episode of uh, wrestling on my case with Liam and Forrest from the Discord. Mm-hmm. And they can argue about JY and Naito and Sonata. And then. Unite at the end for their <laughs> unified dislike of Kenny Omega. So that is what I want. So if the three of you are listening, do it. You know who I like? It. You know I'll who I like? You're, you're in for it? You're, you love the battle. You love the, the... And who's the other one? With the um, Who's the guy? Or I'm assuming guy. You know, I could be wrong. Uh, but I think it is because isn't his name Jeff? Um, the guy with the... Um, Calvin and Hobbes um, avatar. Which one's that? I don't know. <laughs> You've lost me there. The little cartoon avatar in our Discord is Jeff. Ghost recon fucking thing. No? Yeah, it's not, it's not ringing a bell. All right. Well, Wait, you're not a fan. I didn't say I wasn't a fan. It's just like they just – here's what I don't like. 
I'll tell you what I don't like. I'm, 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 we're going to expose the fucking. I don't like. Not that I don't like strong opinions. I don't mind strong opinions. I like when they. I like strong opinions with tact. Right? Like when you just come fucking guns blazing, it's just like, well, oh, hold on. You know what I mean? Like that's where I kind of get like, ah, I'm all right. Um, but when you come, you know who I really enjoy? And it's very rare that they'll pop in. What is it? Lady Pink Mouse, is it? Or Pink Mouse? Like every once in a while, yeah. it's just like a pop, a good point, boom. But here's the thing. The people that come in with guns blazing, they're the ones that get people to get the conversation going. Like they're not afraid to go in and be like, all right, this is my opinion. Fuck it. Boom. This is what I think. And that gets other people kind of like not riled up, but like at least to get their thoughts, to get them passionate enough to get their thumbs rocking and type something in, right? That I appreciate because I think at the end of the day, that's what that was our end goal to get that, that conversation going with other people and other opinions. But like it's to me, it just I I I, I can't handle that space uh, very well. So that's where you're good. If you love it, then that's fucking it. Like I hope I don't scare people off from the Discord though, because I'm a I'm I'm out. Um, I think it's a place for a lot of different people, and even like how you handle that online stuff. It's like like if you're into fiery conversation, trust me, there it's there, right? But even if you like to take a back seat and just pop in and out, and but I think that's there too, and I think there are people that kind of gravitate more toward that. So again, I think it's I think it's a lot of different people and a lot of different styles and a lot of different uh, personalities that make up a great community, and I think that's what we got there. Lone Magician says, "Who's the next big name to leave NJPW?" Wait a minute, we didn't we didn't get to who you want to fight. Um, I, I, and who I do you think I, would you like, I like watching other people fight. Mm, you got to fight somebody. Uh, I will fight Dan, the spear Dan. tip. Spear tip. Yeah. All right. I love him, but right. you gonna fight him? He's an Everton fan. Ah, that's it. He supports a different football team to me, so that means we have to fight. That's, that's how it works. That's how that works. Okay. And you think you can take him? Yeah. You think no, I don't really want to fight him. He's, he's lovely. He's my mate. All right, well, who do you want to fight? I don't know. I don't care enough to <laughs> want to fight anyone. What would you want? I don't want to fight anybody. How about we fight each other? We'll do like a, we'll do like a Tai Chi Kanemaru match where we don't touch each other for five minutes. Be crazy. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. That's what we'll fucking do. Get All that right. on Wrestle Kingdom. Got two nights. Come on, squeeze it on there. Yeah, get it on. All right, uh, next question. Right. Sorry. Give me someone who you think is going to leave New Japan. Leave New Japan? I told yeah. you. I thought it was Naito. <laughs> I was like, why well, stay? Uh, <laughs> why the fuck stay? Um, who's going to leave New Japan? I'm going to say Osprey. He's going to end up at WWE. Yeah? I'm going to say... Boop, boop, boop. I'm going to say... Tonga Loa. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> He's going to resume your Camacho gimmick with the yep. Fed, is he? He's going back. He's going back to NXT. All right. Um, Mixel Plick says, Jay White is very much growing on me as a performer, but it definitely feels 
still like he's missing some sort of high speed connective tissue to his matches to get him over with the New Japan faithful as a true S class title contender. Do you think getting giant kick pads and spamming knees Omega <laughs> Miyahara style might work as that connective <laughs> tissue? I'm kind of trying to be funny, but I'm also quite serious. It's done wonders for Buddy Murphy in the eyes of the wrestling cognoscenti. I think you could be onto something there. You know what? I think this is that's the winner. That's gonna put him over the top some kick pads. Fuck right. Um and a mask. Uh and nunchucks. Uh look, I think there I think there's a lot of things, right? But at the end of the day, whether you want to believe it or not, he's still a top guy. And he and he, and he's a top four guy. And and he's one of the rare people that that, that even if it was for a, a cup of coffee, he held the big boy belt, right? And he's He's constantly in the position of being a top guy. Whether it connects with you or me or I don't know. But but trust me, they're doing everything in their power to make him that top four guy. Uh, he, he delivers something that's a little bit different than people are accustomed to when it comes to main event matches for New Japan Pro Wrestling, especially within the past five years. But there's no, there's no doubt in my mind that you know a match like that G1 final. You know that's again, while it's not what we've come to expect, it still was a classic, great pro wrestling match. Pro wrestling match, and I emphasize the word pro wrestling match. Uh, he's he's a top guy, and 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 I got a shoulder shrug and say he, he, he's a top four guy. Carl, uh, this is a bit of an old question. Today, people are shocked that Dave gave Osprey Okada 5.75 stars, Ibushi Osprey 5, and Moxley Ishii 5. I listened to several podcasts that review G1, and no one has given out five stars to any match on any podcast. Are people being too hard on matches, or are people thinking that they will lose credibility if they give out five stars to a match? So that... I've spoken about this before, Damon. For me, it's got to be there's got to be that the big stage and the emotional connection that gets me jumping out of my chair for me to go full five. What are your thoughts and reservations about giving five to a match and, and getting that five star fear? Because it is, and that, and that, and that might be a thing. Like when, when we talked about the podcast. Um, you know, things that you hear over and over again is that five-star fear. Like, you're going to lose credibility with, you know, wrestling peers that you respect by giving a match five that you feel is five, but you don't want other, you know, you're, you have that reservation because it's, well, how could, you know, what this here and now, like, like it's, look, again, I've said it a trillion times, fives, to me, you feel you feel fives, and if you don't feel it, you don't fucking feel it. What are you What are you gonna do? Um, I'd rather people be honest with their with their critiques and feelings than than try to to give an, your listening audience what you think they want to hear. Right? If you don't think it's five, it's okay. If you do think it's five, that's okay too. Now, I also think that people think that. And especially people do shows and rate reviews and all that stuff. That that if I give out too many fives, then that dilutes my five, right? And I think that you know your history of giving out like you're not going to give five to fucking God versus you know whatever Taguchi and blah 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 unless it's really five. 
And if you start just doling out fives, you know, you're, you, yeah, I would agree that your credibility might be dinged. And I think people were, I think people worry about their credibility to the internet community, or as has been called before, the, what is it, the intelligentsia, right? I think people worry about that as opposed to, I think, I feel, right? And, and to me, I don't, I'll never, I'll never bow down to that because I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, this is no disrespect, but like, I don't care if, if some site or Meltzer or Alvarez or Keller or, you know, Lanza or Kreich or King of Strong Style or whoever, if they, feel different me about a match cool we could talk about it but i still feel the way i feel and i'm not going to be like oh they all think this way and i don't know i mean that's that's horseshit to me that's that's being that's being something i don't want to be i that's that really is that's being something i don't want to be i used to care about that sort of stuff because it's not nice maybe when you're younger feeling that you're an outlier but oh, i don't give a shit anymore i just no one cares at the end of the day. It's just your right. opinion on a wrestling match. You, who gives a shit? But you don't want to be like the guy that's sitting there thinking, oh, did I miss something? Was I not being a good, watchful fan? I'm supposed to be a voice. I'm supposed to be, you know, I talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling. I got to get everything right. And yeah. I got to be, you yeah, know what I mean? I feel that. I, I mean, listen, I, I can get that. But, I mean, I hate, I hate to say it, but that's one of the reasons why I, I, I'm not online. I don't, I don't need to see that. You know what I mean? Like I don't need to have my performance ranked. I, I do it. I do a show, and I do. I know. I, I think. I think part of it is, at least, I'll tell you flat out. You know what gives me the most joy about hearing about our show, Joel, is that one people at least respect our p- positions. To respect the fact that we are somewhat credible, right? And three. They we either make them laugh or we get them through their day or they talk about their commute and are like, oh, really fucking, I got a big kick out of this little bit or this little segment or that this line made me laugh. Or to me, that means more to me than, oh, his take on, you know, Bob Sapp's title run was spot on. You know what I mean? Like to me, I, I don't, that doesn't mean, I don't care about that. I care about, yeah, those bits, they, people forget those bits. It's, it's never going to be memorable. People are never going to be like, oh, my, my favorite moment of the Super J cast was when Joel gave Sonata versus Ibushi right. four and three quarter stars because that was bang on with the consensus. Right, right. But that one line about dick joke, you know, whatever, or, you know, made me laugh. Like that to me, that's, I don't know. Like I'd rather have that. I really would. I'd rather have that than that. Or when somebody, like I saw somebody in Discord, they were like, for the first time, I don't forget who it was. They were like, for the first time in my life, and it's been a dream of mine, I'm going to Tokyo for Wrestle Kingdom. And the person wrote, I remember Damon saying his Tokyo thing. And, and again, I've said it before. And, you know, it's, it's, it's been used at a, at a, like it was said to me, and I kind of took it, and I agree with it. But again, there's life before Tokyo, and there's life after Tokyo. Um, and that means more to me that I had any impact on this person who maybe they were, you know, maybe they thought they couldn't go or maybe they were afraid to go. Trust me, 
I, Joel, guess what I bought? I bought a book this weekend about fear of flying. I bought a book about fear of flying and how to overcome it, right? Because I can't – yeah, because I can't go through this again. Like I can't go through the feeling of anxiousness. Like when I think about it now, I get anxious. Like if I think about, okay, I'm going to be in a plane for 14 hours, I get anxious. Um, I bought a book. But my point is is that that, that person – is going to go and have a life-changing experience. And if this show had any fucking factor in that, I feel, to use a word that sometimes gets, gets blown out of point, I feel blessed. Like, I feel awesome. And, it, and, and it, you have no idea how happy that makes me to know that, that at least in a small way, this person is going based off of Whatever little encouragement it was from this, to me that that to me that makes doing this show better than any. Oh, he had a really good Kushida take, right? Any day of the week. Yeah, I feel the same way, and I know podcasters get a lot of criticism. Oh, everyone's got a fucking podcast these days, and I get it. But like yourself, when you get those little messages saying that just hearing people excited about our fucking nonsense getting released and that is going to help them through their morning or their commute or whatever. That's yeah. You feel privileged hearing that sort of stuff. All right, next question then. Uh, Spicy Raj says, give me your guys' next five IWGP heavyweight champions. Who do you think wins the title next? Um, I uh, who give gives you... a shit? Let's talk about life-changing. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'll give you Naito. Ibushi. Right. This is in no particular order. Uh, are we saying repeat champions? Yes, because I said Naito. I think Jay White wins it back at some point. Okay. Osprey. Osprey thinks it's good Okay. And I think. Be somebody outside the box. Sonata's going to win it. Really? I think Sonata's going to win it at some point, yeah. I think. Naito. I I would if if I'm going to be the odds maker, I would go Naito. I would go White. I think Osprey's in there. I I I'm I'm telling you, I know height is is a big challenge for for a lot of people. I think Show. I think Show is one of those guys that could could be in the mix in three or four years. Um, I said white. I said Osprey. I said so. I, so I th- I'll tell you what. Let's Abushi. can I flip it around? I'll throw some names out to you, and you say yes yeah, or no yeah. if you think they will win it in their career. Okay, go. All right, Ibushi. Yes. Shota Umino. Of the Young Lions, why not? Let's let's be positive. Yes. Shingo. No. Carl Fredericks. Mm. That's a that's a fucking name right there. Who? I'll tell you what. Wow. Let's be positive and say yes. 
That's a great name. Will I, I'd love to hear people's feedback on that. That's that's. I mean, that's you. You got to have a crystal ball, mind you. But I'll go. Yeah. I mean, right now he looks really good, doesn't he, Joel? He does. He's just exuding confidence and charisma, and he looks like a million bucks. I'll go yes. Let me jump on another question with that. Uh, Mark says, Joe Lanza on the flagship talked about how WWE and AEW should put out feelers on Carl Fredericks and the LA Dojo boys, uh, specifically Fredericks. Do you know if they're under any sort of New Japan deal? I mean, you'd think that they're on, <laughs> under a deal and contracts being part of the dojo, right? I would think so, yeah. I mean, I don't know what that entails. That's a question we should be asking, but I don't know what that entails. Um, but yeah, you would think there would be some type of contractual obligation if I'm giving you training and lodging and and meals and shit like that, and uh, you've got to stick around for a little bit. I think there'd be something in writing. Uh, Xavier, Xavier, you have like five questions in the hopper, my friend, so I'm going to ask one of them, and we'll get to the other ones if you don't submit any new ones. What bar tricks does Damon know that get the chicks to buy him a beer? Aside from crying and pleading, of course, check out Steve-O's video for more insight. So he's attached a video with Steve-O. So um, do you have bar tricks for getting ladies to buy you a beer? Yeah, you want to see the smallest dick in the world. <laughs> Uh, um, hmm. No, I don't really have no. But first of all, I'm you know I'm not picking up any ladies. Let's be very clear there. Um, but 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 I will say this that I'm pretty good at uh, just talking and you know just kind of talk. You know, just um tricks no i don't got tricks no my trick is my trick is find if if i'm in the if, if if i'm in the mood like honestly your biggest trick is don't give a fuck like if you're a guy going into a bar and your idea is uh, you know i want to see if i can hook up and and see if i can do uh you know make a move or what just be as natural and as as possible sometimes sometimes the best move is no move at all um and sometimes it's, you know, going right in and being like, you know, just starting a conversation. It's it's really about the temperature and, and finding the right spot. It's perfectly okay. Look, it's perfectly okay to go home alone, right? You don't have to fucking hit a home run every night. And most nights you're going to, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but no, I don't got no tricks. It's more of I, no, my, my best trick is is just being, letting it, riding a wave. That's your best trick. Ride the wave. And then but make sure that when you're on that fucking wave, continue that conversation. Be funny. Uh make a little jokes here and there. Bup, bup, bup. Get the conversation going. And don't let that die. You know what I mean? But but know when to w- w- ride the wave, right? Sometimes it's gonna ebb and flow. Uh a, a good one is one of my here's a good one. You kind of get the music going and you get over, you gotta got places gotta have one of those jukebox things, right? But you do, you know, the touch tunes, right? Do you have that in uh, China, the touch tunes? You know what I'm talking about, Joel? No, what's that? All right, so we have jukeboxes in, uh, you know, where you can play songs at the bar, right? Music's on. Um, and it's on, it's an app you get on your phone, and you connect right to the jukebox and you do the songs, right? So you load up a bunch of credits and you you, you run in the music for the place. You let them, let them pick a couple. And then now you go. You got to, you, you know, you just kind of give them the phone and be like, yeah, why don't you put on a couple? 
uh, and then they put a couple songs, and then you could be like, "Ooh, that stinks." What are you listening? To? You know, you little playful banter back and forth, right? That's a good one to get the thing going. Next thing you know, you're making out. Done, right? Perfect. All right, there you go. Right, I'll just, <laughs> need to take some notes here. Uh, Dweeb says, "What do you think of a rule that if the junior heavyweight champion wins best of the super juniors, they not only get to pick their dominion opponent, but are also guaranteed G one entry? I think would add an extra dimension to the tournament and give the champ even more to fight for." I would like to see this relegation. I'd like to see relegation in G one. So if you don't make a certain amount of points, you are no, you are not entered the next year. I, I would like that. That would keep things fresh. Fresh uh, people constantly in G1. People fighting to uh, in, in, in making those last couple matches mean even more, right? So not only are you spoiling the people that are up top, but you're also fighting to stay in next year. I'd like to see that more. Um, juniors in, um, it depends on who it is. I don't want every, like, I wouldn't want, like, fucking Bushi in G1. Sorry. Um, G1's got you got to be a really special and if you're the champion I would hope you would be but um, I don't think just being a junior champion gives you automatic entry in G1 so no Liam says which NJPW wrestler is representing you in the counter suit against the wretched gatekeeper Puro Nerds um, who, who have we got links with Farley do you think he'll remember us <laughs> from his party do you think he'll represent us <laughs> no Farley probably would not uh, maybe Hanare. Hanare might, might right? Um, yeah, good good guy, Hanare. Yep. Uh, Liger. Despite what I might have said in previous episodes. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, no one remembers that. No one remembers that. Come on. Um, who else? Who else would... Uh, I mean, Liger, right? Um, I'm trying to think of who would know us. Like, just from sight. Kevin Kelly. <laughs> He's yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, me too. I think he could drop him a little bit when the time comes. Uh, Chris Charlton will throw down for us. Uh, I'm trying to think. Who would... Who would uh... Rocky Romero. Rocky Romero, I think, knows me from sight. Um, just from the Takayama stuff uh, with Eric. I think he might remember that. So... Uh, and even Suzuki. Suzuki would... I think he would. If I showed him the picture of us... Oh, yes. Suzuki would remember you. Yes. Yeah. There we go. You got there your go. answer. You don't have a fucking clue who I am, but... Uh, well, you're with us. You you're with me. You got... I, you know, I'm hiding behind him, and you, and you can hide behind us. All right. Pumpkin Bully says, which promotion do you think has the highest average hunk energy? Mm. Um, Noah is pretty hunky. Like. Yeah, you like the Noah? Yeah. You got... Kiyomiya there, he's he's hunky. Uh-huh. Uh, Sugi, he's pretty hunky. Um, Nakajima, he's a hunk. All right, but I'm going to say this. What about the diversity of hunkiness? There's not a lot of diversity, right? Yeah, okay, so Kiyomiya, is, he's your clean-cut, baby-face, ace hunk. Right. Nakajima is, you know, he's got kind of the, the curly hair, the grimy beard. He's your sort of sleazy hunk. Okay. And Sugiura is your your big muscly uh, daddy hunk. Okay. What about the DDT? I would think they had more diversity. Yeah, I was going to say DDT. A lot of hunks there. Right. Tears your endo. He terrible hair, mm. but still quite hunky in spite of the bad hair. Okay. Where's where do you think New Japan falls in on that? I think New Japan has a lot. I mean, even like even more. 
I mean, you got the goths. Yes. Yeah. You got, you know, yeah. you got a lot. You got a lot you, that, that if you're looking for the hunkiness that you can sink your teeth into. Right? It's almost too much hunkiness. Right. Right. Overload. That should be the question. Can you handle all the hunkiness? Is it too much? Do you need just like a fucking bone ass ugly guy to walk out? You know, <laughs> like like you got too much to choose from. You need some. You need some just just ugh, right? Non boner material is what you need. You know, clean your palate. There's only so much jacking you can do in a get in a day. I'm just saying. <laughs> Gosh. All right, uh, let's move on. The shirt guy says, "Will a champion ever win the G1 again?" Last person to do it was Kojima, and that was. Long before the IWGB briefcase deal was introduced. Alternatively, will a champion not be in G1, i.e., Kenny out of Best of Super Juniors 2015? Um, also, does anyone know why, in reality, Kenny wasn't in Best of Super Juniors 2015? No, I don't know the answer to that. Um, but champions winning a G1, I think it needs to happen. It'll order happen. To, yeah. I mean, just to keep everybody honest, right? Yeah. Um, because otherwise, it seems like every year you can just rule out the champion, and the champion, more often than not, is going to lose in the block finals. Yeah, um, I, I think I think never say never, but you would think that it would it would happen just again, just to keep everybody honest. Okay, um, Mano de la Muerte says, "Quick Hall of Fame question for Damon: How many years will it take Tim Raines to get into the Super J Cast Hall?" <laughs> uh, favorite baseball player, Joel. In case you didn't know. My favorite Tim Raines story is uh, apparently, Joel, back in the 80s, uh, cocaine was a big deal. I don't know if you know that. Uh, and uh, he, Tim Raines admitted, so Tim Raines, uh, the, the style of baseball he played, he was uh, a very fast guy. He could steal bases, right? So that's why I liked him. Um, and he's a great leadoff hitter. He can get on base, you know, he, you know good, all that. Uh, so he was, uh, for many years, he was the best guy who could steal bases, along with the guy who eventually became the all-time greatest, Ricky Henderson. Anywho, Tim Raines admitted that he, one time he, he was stealing sec, second base, slides into second base, cocaine fell out of his back pocket. <laughs> a bag of cocaine in his pocket while playing <laughs> with the game. <laughs> so great. That is unbelievable. <laughs> I swear to God, you admitted it. Look it up. It's, it's online. Uh, yeah, cocaine fell out of his fucking back pocket. Uh, that reminds me of the time um, Richard Ashcroft from uh, The Verve was uh, on some talk show in England, and he was kind of goofing around dancing, and it, it looked like, apparently, he didn't admit to it, but it looked like a, a baggie of a white powdery substance fell out of his pocket live on television. Um, <laughs> so that's online as well, too. Uh, so, yeah, that's Tim Rich. Well, uh, Super J-Cast Hall of Fame? Look, uh, I don't think – here's the problem. We leave it up to the listeners' votes, even though uh, I do – we do have votes for um, – I don't know. It might be a while, honestly. I just don't think he has the um, the uh, connection to the show as we would like. But uh, for me personally, he's in my personal Hall of Fame as my favorite baseball player of all time and uh, a Hall of Famer in the Baseball Hall of Fame. So there you go. Tony says, uh, what are your opinions on the Miho Abe Gravio uh, DVD that was discussed, as well as the Hana Kimura photo book that was also discussed uh, with the lads and lasses on the Discord? Now, I haven't seen the Hana Kimura one. If anyone can point me in the, a way where I can legally buy a copy, that would be great. But the Miho Abe thing, that was quite a ride, wasn't it, Damon? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was ex- as explicit as you can get 
without actually showing any nudity. I mean, I was yeah. almost quite shocked at how extreme it got, despite not having nudity. Yeah, it was good. Um, you know, right, you, it, here's what it did. Here's what it does. You know, you have to use the uh, the nation of imagine, right? Your imagination, right? A little bit. Yes. To uh, help you uh, connect the dots, if you will. And by dots, I mean yuck, all over your hands. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, this is why the, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre is one of my favorite films, because it's all... You don't actually get to see any gore or blood or anything like that. It's all just very clever camera shots and angles that, again, leave your brain to fill in the blanks. So you come out of that movie thinking, oh, that was disgusting. It was really gory and violent, but it wasn't. No, it's Originally, you. I think they, they... It's you who's disgusting and gory. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> right? Trust me. They wanted it to have like a, a, a PG rating or something, but uh, yeah, ended up <laughs> not getting that. Ended up being quite a bit more... Was it uh, R-rated? I don't know. I, I need to go and check that. But yeah, there you go. That, I've, not many podcasts out there are going to have the conversation about um, Miho Abe, Gravio DVDs, and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre in the same breath. So you can have that one for free. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, Aspia says, what do you think of Hiromu's taste in flowers? And it's an Instagram picture with some <laughs> lovely flowers. I, I is this worth me sending on to you, David? It's just flowers. Just flowers? <laughs> I can't oh, no. imagine you having yeah. any opinion on that. I like a flower, no, though. He's... I like a flower. Yeah. Wait, let like me ask you this. Flowers, when I... was the last time you sent flowers to your lovely wife? I sent her some flowers on her... It was either her birthday or Valentine's Day okay. last year. I had them delivered to the school. Yes, of course you did. When she was working at the time. All right, that's what that's the, that's what you got. And then one time, right, first, I think this might have been the first year or second year that we were together. She was, we were living in Bangkok. She was uh, working as a guest service executive in a, a posh hotel. And it was Valentine's Day and I ordered some flowers and uh, Ferrero Rocher chocolates, a little teddy bear to be delivered to her. You know, as you do in the early stages of the relationship. Mm-hmm. And so I called her later in the day. I was like, oh, how's your day? Just sort of fishing for her to say, oh, it was wonderful. Because she hadn't called me or anything. And she's like, oh, it's just, just a normal day. And I was like, yeah, no, nothing nothing special happened. She's like, no, no. Oh, Why? No. Why? What, what do you mean? And I was fuming. I was emailing this company. I was like, you fucking, you've ruined Valentine's Day. You didn't send them in time, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. Got home and she's sitting there with the flowers and telling you, she was like, ha, surprise. I did get them, really. Uh-huh. And I was like, Why? Why did you do that? And she was like, I thought it would be a surprise for you because then you think that they didn't arrive, but actually they did. And I said, yeah, well, that's, no, not, that's good. not a nice surprise. You can't, a surprise is not making me something bad, making me think something bad has happened. And then afterwards revealing that the bad thing didn't happen. That's not how surprises work, but she just, she didn't get it because oh. she's mental. <laughs> well, that sucked. Because here's the thing, even though we'll bitch and moan about that whole process of, okay, you know, you got to do all this and blah, 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 blah. The, the payoff is the fact that you get that message, that text, that phone call, that, oh, I got him. You're so sweet. Like, we need that. Like, we want that. Like, that's what we – that's the payoff. Yeah. You know what no I mean? No payoff. No payoff. No payoff. You know what? You should have re- withheld the cock. That's what you should have done that night. You should have been like, <laughs> a surprise. <laughs> surprise. It ain't got, As it if she'd want that disgusting thing. Oh, come on. All right. Uh, what other questions we got? 
Uh, let me dip into Twitter, actually. There's some interesting ones from Twitter. Um, da, 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 let's go through here. Andrew said, one of the things David Boy Smith Jr. said he disagreed with in New Japan was the overabundance of multi-man tags. And now there aren't many opportunities for singles matches outside of tournaments or challenges. Do you think they should do more stuff like White versus Finley or Hinara versus Ishii on Road 2s? Um, I mean, I understand... You know what? I don't understand because as as a pro wrestler, I would think that that would make things, and I'll put in air quotes, a little bit easier for them, those multi-man tags. From a fan perspective, yeah, I can understand that you might want it, but you, I'm going to tell you something that you really don't. I'm going to tell you what you want, right? You like the fact that the single matches are rare, why? Because it makes them more important. So when they do happen, you're excited and you're looking forward to tuning in and all that. Um, and if you get more and more And you of know that, that people have earned them. Yep. People have to earn their singles matches. In That's right. That's right, Davey Boy Smith Jr. You haven't earned it. <laughs> you just haven't earned it yet, baby. Um, no, I, I would disagree with that 125,000%. Uh, singles matches are important, they're special, and singles title matches are even more so. So, nope, sorry, disagree. Derek says, the Super Jacos family is growing, I'm expecting baby number two, and the wifey ah! has turned down all of my ideas for names. Sanada, Kazuchika, and Evil, can I get some suggestions for a baby name? Well, first of all, Derek, massive congratulations. Always lovely to hear that good news. Um, <laughs> Damon, any suggestions for baby names related to New Japan that can be snuck under the radar so to say here's one that that um uh might be a good how about damon <laughs> i was just gonna say that <laughs> really <laughs> i thought now i surely damon's not gonna be egotistical enough to say that and steal my joke but you you went ahead and did it anyway i did it anyway yeah i think damon joel how about damon joel whatever von eric right scampy <laughs> yeah scampy name if you name your child scampy I'll tell you what. I'll pay for that kid's college. All right? How about that? <laughs> uh, I don't know, I think Damon is a nice name. How about Joel? Joel be nice, right? How about Abraham? I, I want no part of this. I'm not suggesting anyone names their kids after it. I am. I am absolutely <laughs> suggesting it. And I think it's a great idea. And uh, I think you should name your child Super J-Cast. Super J-Cast. <laughs> Super J cast dinner's ready. Super J cast starring David McDonald and Joel Abraham. Right, 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 right. And when, they, yeah, but that when, when the kid you know gets in trouble, that's um, you know full name. You know how you get your full name. You know, like Joel Abraham, get your ass in here. You know, it'd be like Super J cast starring Joel Abraham and David McDonald. Get your ass in here. <sighs> yeah, but I think I like uh, listen. I think we gave him plenty of options, and I think I think the missus. I, I think she'll be salivating at the idea of any of those names. So uh, work work your magic, and uh, we look forward to seeing uh, the healthy uh, baby baby Damon. We have we have uh, we have uh, uh, future Damon, right? We have obviously current Damon, and now we'll have baby Damon. Ah, oh, this is so exciting. Hmm. Oh. Michael says, I'd like to ask Joel what his favorite soda is, and I'd like to ask Damon just who he thinks he is. Uh, my favorite wow. soda, I do love a Diet Coke or Coke Zero. When I'm in Japan, I love the grape flavored sodas, they're wonderful. 
lychee flavoured stuff is good. And I like a good dry ginger ale. That's always enjoyable. Uh, Damon, who do you think you are? Um, who do I think I am? It's Damon fucking McDonald. That's who he is. Yeah. Uh, no, I think I'm... Uh... Uh, I don't know. Depends on the fucking day. Trust me. Depends on the fucking day. There's some days where I, I think I'm a hunk of shit. And then there's other days where I'm like, ah, I'm doing all right. And then there's other days where I'm like, I'm the fucking greatest. Uh, and that changes <laughs> multiple times a day. So uh, that's who I think I am. Well, I think you're the greatest every day, Aww, Damon. You're such a sweetheart. Uh, Mark says, is El Fantasma good in the ring or not? When I watch him, sometimes I feel like he's momentarily brilliant and then a second later, he's just not. A very conflicting wrestler. Uh, yeah, I had said this before during the Best of the Super Juniors. I think his matches sometimes lack, as Mixelplix mentioned earlier, a bit of connective tissue and fluidity where sometimes I just get the feeling it's a series of spots that's kind of stitched together. It doesn't feel like a you know, a, a fight or a, a wrestling contest between two guys. But um, I don't know. How do you feel about El Fantasma? I think it depends on just kind of like what I just described. Depends on the day and the time and, and the moment. I think if you give him the tap on the shoulder, he, the guy can go. I think he's. I think he can definitely go. Um, but, yeah, I just think it's uh, the day, the time, the dance partner. And I think you have a better than 50% chance of it being really good, again, if you give him the tap on the shoulder. James says, why do you think the legacy talent, David Boy Smith Jr., Finley, Cody, etc., failed to live up to their family name in New Japan? Just uh, weren't that good. Yeah, I mean, and I think positioning and and I think there's a lot I think there's a lot to do with that. Again, I think every every one of the names that you mentioned, Joel, if you give them a tap on the shoulder, they're, they're going to give you a really, really good match. Like, like, seriously, how many, aside from, like, the stuff in Long Beach, give me David Finley high-profile match. He hasn't had one, right? But I think... Well, there was a, uh, there was a really good match with Jay White last year. Yeah. Uh, I want to say Kizuna Rhodes, but since then... I know he was supposed to win the New Japan Cup, but he got that... Injury. He dislocated his shoulder at a very inopportune moment, so... It's been a mixture of misfortune and, I guess, just not really standing out enough to warrant or demand that singles push. Right, and I think that's the challenge. But, all right, in New Japan, D- David Finley was, you know, in the 90s. Do you Would you say he stood out head and shoulders in the juniors division with Liger and, and, and Black Tiger and, uh, all, you know, Malenka, do you think he stood out more than anybody else? I don't think so. I thought he was in the pack. He was really good, don't get me wrong, but, you know, he, he was, you know, he wasn't like he was superstar status. Um, so, I mean, look, I, I, I've, Finley specifically, I don't think he's given, been given a chance. Um, I'm hoping that when he returns from his injury that he is and he, and he could show, but truth be told, I don't think he's been given a chance. Has Davy Boy Smith Jr. been given a chance? Like, no, if, he wasn't. I think yeah. he deserved a, a a fair shot this year, and he didn't get it. As soon as he was booked in the New Japan Cup against fucking Yano again to lose in another silly comedy match, I think he can quite rightly feel aggrieved at that. Yeah, I mean, uh, look, look at Archer. 
and what he was able to do and take advantage of his situation and all that stuff and 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 good on him. We we we're big fans. If you put David Boy Smith in that position, do you think David Boy Smith would wouldn't be just as good? I think it would have been great. Yeah. I remember saying, I I forget the show it was. It might have been Isaac's retirement or around around that time of year when he came back and he just, he was like purple and jacked to the fuck up. And he just looked like he was ready to explode and he looked great. And I was really excited. And then that was around the time that he left. Yeah. And he had a good G1. I think it was, I want to say 14 or 15. Like he had a good G1, real good G1. Like again, the, the names that you mentioned, I just think that they ha- just haven't gotten an opportunity. Now, why didn't they get an opportunity? I, I, you know, maybe it's just a matter of, hey, there's only so many spots and somebody's got to lie down and all that stuff. But any one of those guys that you mentioned, I think could go if they got a tap on the shoulder. Uh, JDM says, rank the young lines that have gotten TV time. So Suji, Uemura, Shota, Narita, Connors, Fredericks, and Coughlin. So who's top of the pile for you if you had to rank those guys I mean Fredericks and and Umina and I I, I think Narita really did a fantastic job during best of the super juniors yeah they're all good I mean I mean give me give me some give me a reason why any one of those young lions would be better than any other you know what I mean like I just I think they all look good (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I hate to bail out on a question like that, but I, th- I, I, to me, I, I don't see how anybody could be like that one's better than that one. You know what I mean? I think they're all really good. They're all talented. I, I don't, I don't think that they could possibly get to where they are right now without being the cream of the crop of the of the people that New Japan is looking for in the future. Um, I don't think anyone sitting here today could be like that person, that person, that person. I think all of them have an, an equal opportunity to be the future of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, injuries aside, uh, fuck-ups aside, uh, poor decisions aside, right now all of them have an equal standing in ring to to be an impact player in the future of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Chris says, how do you feel that you were snubbed by the Sunday Times not featuring you in the 100 best podcasts? Also, fuck Arsenal. I think Chris, as a Burnley fan, is still... Grumpy that Arsenal beat Burnley last weekend, but uh, you'll get over that, Chris. Um, Sunday Times, fuck you for not including us in the top 100. How dare you? Yeah. I mean, was that top 100 wrestling podcast or just top 100 podcast? Just top 100 podcasts. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's like, you know what's hot? Like, like those murder podcasts, those mystery, like, there's not a, there's not Maybe a, we need to do a murder mystery in New Japan. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's what we need. How, you know, I don't know, right. Who killed Naito's career? <laughs> uh, you know, they're like it's. They're, I don't know why those are those are so popular, but all right, we're not in the top one hundred. I mean, we'd be in the top one hundred wrestling ones, right? I fucking hope. think so. I would hope. Jesus Christ! I mean, listen, you know which ones we get? You know, something to wrestle or busted open. Oh, have you ever listened to busted open? Oof. No, because I have. Ex- Is that the one with Bubba Ray it, yeah. thingy in it? Yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah, pure hard pass on that. I don't yeah, it's hate all, myself quite it's, enough yet. Right, <laughs> it's all WWE and them like trying to be 
super positive. Telling you that Baron Corbin is actually good. Right, right, exactly. And you're just like, ugh. And the only reason I listen to it is because I don't listen to it often, but like if I'm in the car, because I have uh, Sirius, and if like I'll just, it'll be on. Um, if I'm just changing channels, I'll just have it on. But I just get super. Like I had it on during G1 thinking, all right, maybe they'll talk a little G1. Like it was like they're talking about like nonsense like on Raw. And I'm just like, oh my God, you got the best pro wrestling on right now. And like you're not saying anything about it. She's like, like just call yourself a WWE show. Like I'd rather you do that than try to come across as like some pro wrestling podcast. I don't know. It, it, whatever let them let them stay in their lane they're fine whatever i don't want to hear any fucking nonsense rich says could david tell us if chris pronger is as big of a dick as we all think <laughs> <he is?" laughs> um chris pronger played for the flyers he's he for a couple seasons and one of the best defensemen in nhl history uh, joel uh but yeah he was a bit of a fucking prick and i'll tell you why so again i'm in i'm in a scrum so after the game they come in the locker room. They make themselves available to the media, and it's everybody just kind of gets in a semicircle and sticks their microphones and recorders in the guy's face to, you know, get the sound. Now I'm in radio, so I got to get sound. So that's why a lot of times I'm I'm doing the old, I'm behind them, but I'm kind of my microphone's wrapped around by their mouth because that's my job. I got to get audio, and it's got to be clear for the people to hear. I'm not a beat reporter where I just need quotes where I have you know, my fucking iPhone or little mini recorder just so I can hear what they say and write it down. I got to get legitimate sound. His big thing was he would love to do it just to fucking dick people over. Would, and I know where to put a fucking microphone, okay? I'm not going to shove it down your throat, but I got to get kind of close to your mouth because, again, I'm in radio. He would love to grab arms and pull it down by his cock. Pull it down, and it's like that's not helping me, asshole. I gotta get, I gotta get in your chest. I gotta be that microphone's gotta be in your chest. But he would always do that, and I'd be like, "You motherfucker!" And he thought thought he was funny or whatever. Um, but he would do it all the time, and he would give like dumb, smart ass answers, at trying to be funny, and he's not. Um, so yeah, it, like post game, I fucking hated getting Chris Pronger. Fucking hated it. Um, you know, the other one was pretty bad, and you're not going to know, but um, Jeremy Roenick was pretty bad. He was fine when, when the Flyers won, but if the Flyers lost, he would do this, I'm going to talk real low and give one word answer. And you'd be like, yeah, okay. Stop. Stop it. Just fucking talk like a normal human being. Oh, I hated that. No, he was bad, too. Charlie Manuel. But Charlie Manuel was bad. He was the Phillies head coach. Charlie Manuel would have seven thoughts in one sentence. And I was like, can you just answer the question? I do it too. But can you just, and we'd have that like Southern accent and you'd be like, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck this cut is. Like, how can I use this? Cause he says seven things in one sentence and I, it, not one coherent thought in it. Thank you. That's my, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's press Damon for uh, today. Thank you. 
got quite a few questions about Sonata here, so I'll throw them all at you. GTR63 says, after their G1, Sonata and Evil need to focus on their single career. How would New Japan book this? Wade says, Sonata said he would reign in a new era when he held the IWGP title. Naito hasn't pinned or Carter in over three years, last time being with Sonata's help. With Sonata leading the call at the final, what do you think this is in store for LIJ? Will Naito's leadership be called into question? And JRJ McClure says, Sonata is a free agent. New Japan want to keep him. He beat Okada in the G1, so he is due an IWGP title shot. Am I crazy to think they might put the belt on him? So what do you think Sonata's future looks like? A lot what it looks like now. He's going to be a guy that's going to be uh, a person who will challenge for titles. Um, might win secondary belts. I don't think anybody would have a challenge or issue with that. I don't think he will win the big boy belt. I think he loses against Okada. He'll challenge. Um, and again, Intercontinental. Sure, I would have no problem with that. Um, never. Would not say no. Tag titles? Would not say no. Um, is he the, is he, could he be a catalyst to leave LIJ? Yeah, sure. Go out on his own. I don't, I don't think anybody would have a problem with that. But the, the expectation of Sonata as heavyweight champion, I think, is, I, I, I don't see that, no. Uh, a word on evil if you will. How do you think he stands out as a, a single star? What does his singles run look like? Or do you think we're destined for another LIJ tag team, World Tag League tag title shot at the Dome for the pair of them? <laughs> uh, I don't think anybody wants to see that, but I think th- I mean, that's the easy way to go, right? That would be the easy way to go. I think unfortunately, I think he's, it's much the same as Sonata of being a threat to a title and in the mix for any one of those middle titles. But listen, I, here's what I really think, and I think they should. I think he, if, you, if, you ever, if you're an evil fan or you're looking for bigger things for evil, he's got to drop that fucking gimmick. He's got to drop the gimmick. So the day that he does that, then we'll start talking about heavyweight championship titles. The day he does that, then, then he's in the conversation. Until that time... I, you can't have him fucking wearing that title with a goddamn sickle. I'm sorry. That's just not happening. Okay, I'm going to ask another question and give you a suggestion, piggybacking off the last question. Sean says, any suggestions on fun new tag teams to make the division less terrible? I was hoping for Kenta and Goto, but somebody had to ruin that. How about Evil and Shingo as a tag team? I, I mean, I like it. I Personally... I mean, nah, I mean that'd, that'd be a good tag team, wouldn't it? That'd be that'd be a that'd be a nice tag team. I was about to say, I, I yeah, personally just like, would like high intensity, just beating the shit out of people. Lots of stiff lariats. Yeah. I mean, I, I got no problem with that. I, I was going to say I, I I would prefer to see Shingo single, just just because I find him so fascinating and and talented and fun, and I love his matches. But. Let's put it this way: of of any of those com- com- combos, Shingo and Evil, <laughs> I, I could dig that. I could, I could get into that. I, let's put it this way: I would rather see that than Shingo and 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 Sonata, or excuse me, um, Evil Sonata again. That's for sure. I'll I'll, I'll give you that one one hundred percent. Rocco says, should Ghetto and Jay White split up if they're expecting to replicate the Okada partnership? Well, it's not working. I don't know if I agree with that. I think it is working to draw a lot of 
heel heat for Jay White. But I know a lot of people do have problems with that. And I've got problems with it as well when I'm seeing it in every match. But on the whole, I think the partnership is a net positive for Jay White for now. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree for the reasons that you mentioned. I also agree with, do I want to see interference all the time? Like, I think one of the bigger problems, especially when you got later down the road, you really didn't see a lot of interference in Okada matches, right? Um, And I think that's the one thing that hurts Jay. And I think that one element, if we removed that, the interference stuff, that I think that would do more positive than hurting any heel heat that he already has. I think the partnership is fine. Don't mind that. I just want to see Jay not lose, not not have as much interference. That's that's really it. Um, and I and I think I don't know if they're trying to replicate because I feel like it's a completely different dynamic with those two than with uh, Okada. Um, I think it, I think it absolutely is more heel than when he was with Okada. Um, again, it's just the interference stuff I could do less of. Adam says, who do you think will be the biggest star out of the two young lines currently on excursion, Kawato or Oka? I, where the fuck are these guys, Damon? I haven't heard a peep from them for ages, it seems. Yeah. Yeah, wasn't he missing shows too, Kawata? Um. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Which would make for an interesting uh, re-debut. That's for sure, because you haven't heard from them. Uh, it, Tim- it seemed like Kawato had more, yeah. was more popular with the crowds than Oka in the tent end of their young lion run. Yeah. But it did seem that Oka was the sort of golden boy. He was like the chosen one from that crop from the dojo. But it seemed Kawato was organically getting, getting himself over with the crowd. No, uh, here's where bring, you, want to, you want a podcast. Uh, you want a podcast take that gets regurgitated. Coato being terrible in Mexico. Even if he is, like, who the fuck cares? As if that's going to have any bearing whatsoever on how he does in New Japan. Loads of people right. were shit on excursion. It doesn't right. mean anything, exactly. Especially Thank in Mexico, when you've got to work a completely different style. Thank you. I mean, he's not coming back to New Japan to be a luchador. So who gives a shit? Right. Right. I mean, I, I and I guarantee you, David, all the people that were telling me he was doing badly in they watch one match. They weren't watching his fucking matches. Right, right. Didn't watch one match. Right, right. I'm sure one person. You know, all right. Let me, let me. I'll give you like, like uh, the Cubs fan, uh, renowned lucha. I would dare say expert. Right. He yeah, may we have met put, him, didn't we? Yeah, we did after uh, MSG. Yep, great dude. Um, he may have said something along those lines, and then everyone kind of just jumped all over that and and again it's good to to have a respected person and a person who knows their shit mention that 100 percent. but then you had other places just just kind of just regurgitating that and it's like mm, i'll be the first to admit joel i watched one match of his in cmll one <laughs> right and it wasn't bad right it was fine it's good um so Take that for what it's worth. But that's one of those podcast lines that you hear regurgitated all over the place. Uh, and I guarantee you half of those people pff, never watched one match. 
Lior says, if and when Osprey goes to the heavyweight division permanently, who do you see replace him as the juniors division ace? Well, hopefully Hiromu, but if we're putting Hiromu to one side, a lot of people are saying show. I think that will be a very safe bet, given the kind of reception that he was receiving during Best of the Super Juniors. I think he's got tremendous uh, ace potential for the junior division. Whether he's long for the junior division, I don't know, because he's a pretty chunky dude. So could be heavyweight in his future as well. So... I'm very bullish on. Yeah, him. what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I, you know me. I'm I'm very bullish on Show. Uh, I think he is a future cornerstone of this promotion. Uh, again, I know people have concerns about height. <sighs> I think I think it, that can people can get over that real quick. Um, I I just there's something about him that I just see a a, a big star in in New Japan and and. Two three years, I think he's a guy that's going to be in the mix heavy. So, if, if I'm going to put uh, my bet on one guy uh, being the top of juniors, um, besides Hiromo, I, th- I think that's that's a safe that's a safe bet for me. Bingo Bango says, "What would be the best and freshest main event New Japan could build towards to either headline or be towards the top of the card for the Tokyo Dome 2021?" I'm going to throw one out here. It's not a fresh match. It is a rematch because it's got Okada versus Shibata. You, you, you are dying to see that Shibata back, aren't you? Mate, this was what most people agreed, the greatest match of 2017, yeah. that Sakura Genesis match, which you can go back and watch it. None of this reversing finishes stuff or the insane closing stretch. There weren't even any near falls. It was just two dudes just, well, one dude beating the shit out of another dude and another guy just sort of toughing through it and managing to squeak the winner at the end. But that was an incredible match, like historic, one for the ages. And how amazing would it be to see the rematch headline in the Tokyo Dome? I'll tell you what, if they did that, could you imagine something as simple as teasing a headbutt headbutt spot? (laughs) Oh my God. Just tease it. He would do it. You know, he's a madman. He would do it. Or have Okada, like, just grab him by the hair and, and kind of, you know, arch back, ready to deliver a headbutt, and the fucking gasp that would go off at the Tokyo Dome. Uh, yeah. Look, I I hope and pray that that guy gets medically cleared and he's okay and he could go. I, I just, again, just because of everything we opened up the show with, I know it would make his life fulfilled. He'd be happy, he'd be thrilled, and everybody else would. As long as he's medically clear to go, man, oh, would, wouldn't that be a, just a fucking capper? That'd be great. I love it. And, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that would be de- – I, I, anything involving Shabbatov, yeah, I, I'd be all in on. Because on the topic, they do seem to be running out of fresh protected matches with those top guys, aren't they? Because I can't think of any – off the top of my head, that they haven't done yet. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually thinking of like, okay, so. I mean, what what matches they haven't done of those top guys? I mean, it would have to be involved Will and Chingo, but even then, they're checking them, checking a lot of them off the off the ballot, right? Of n- not having them done. I think like a. Like a Shingo Okada? Yeah. Naito Osprey. Right. 
couple. But I would, I would think it would have to involve those guys. But if, if you take that top four, Okada, Naito, JY, Ibushi, it seems that we've seen most of those in all permutations, doesn't it? Does. Out of those four, there aren't, they don't really feel like many fresh matches. Is, does freshness mean a lot to you, though? Uh, no, because I do like the way that New Japan matches build off of their previous iterations. So I like the way that, for example, in one Okada Naito match, you'll get a callback to the previous one. And they feel that that's done in an organic way. So I think freshness is maybe a bit overrated. Yeah. But and at I the same s- time, you don't want to see matches run into the ground. Right. I agree with that. And I don't think they do that per se. I mean, I know we're coming off of Ibushi and, 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 and Naito, where it feels like people were talking about, I don't want to see that again. And I say that coming off of just watching Elgin and Sakamoto, which felt like a dream match kind of thing. Cork and Hall sold out Big Japan. Um, and that felt like kind of dream matchy. And we're coming off of Shingo kind of making a run off of guys that we know he hasn't wrestled before, as well as Osprey. So... You know, I say that freshness doesn't necessarily mean a whole hell of a lot, but I'm just giving a lot of examples where it felt like it did mean a whole hell of a lot. So, yeah, there might be something to that. But here's the thing that they can do as well, better than just about any other promotion, is elevate guys, right? They they have a proven track record of taking guys that might be somewhat perceived as middle guys or upper middle guys and making them stars. So um, if they if they feel that that staleness moving in, uh, they are a promotion that I think uh, people trust to be able to elevate guys rather quickly to make them into fresh matchups. All right, I'm going to knock it on the head here because it's midnight and I've got school tomorrow. So, Damon, anything that you want to say before I close things up here? Uh, just real quick, again, uh, check our Discord um, for information, more information about the meetup with Dan. I know he would love to see each and every one of you that are heading out to Royal Quest. Again, uh, do you have the name of that place, uh, Joel? Do you remember? Uh, I will have to <laughs> Look, okay. again. But no problem. Brew something. I want to say something. Brewery, crate brewery. There you go. It. Crate, crate, crate sounds about right. Uh, again, check the Discord. Come out and see Dan. Uh, he'll be there and have some fun. Everybody going. Have a great time. Uh, we'll look forward to hearing Dan next week for some reports. Alrighty, that's all I got. Joel, wrap it up and go to bed. Okay, so you can join our Discord. You can find the link to that in the show notes and also pinned to our Twitter page. You can buy one of our t-shirts, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash superjcast. Massive thank you to Editor Dan. Visit his YouTube channel, 219 Films. See him on Twitter at EscapeTheBoxUK. Subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network for other great shows. Give us a five-snake review and some kind words on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at the SuperJCast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Goodbye.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.